Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Ty? Hi. Ty? Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. He's a cool cat, man. Superstitious beers? Superstitious beers? I got a little taco meat on my chest. But I grabbed a handful of lunch meat and shoved it <laughs> down my teammate's throat. I'm a former long snapper. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. At the Burlington... Uh, <laughs> I have no idea what the f*** just happened. Did not flub at all. F*** it, send it in. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Clip Rock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios. Coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Be a part of today's program. With questions, comments, what is on your mind? We'll uh, be talking to you a lot these next couple of months as we enter a downtime in the world of sports the nba the nhl has wrapped up these last couple of nights got of course major league baseball going on college world series this weekend you'll have golf majors here and there including uh beginning tomorrow with the u.s open so still a lot of topics but if you want to hit some things uh you can do that on facebook on youtube and also hit us up on twitter as well or give us a call 317-1250 got some guests lined up for today's show including ken wadlington from wnct channel 9 he'll join us in about 20 minutes here in the pirate radio studios he's been in moorhead for the big rock blue marlin fishing tournament we'll discuss that and everything else going on here locally and beyond in the world of sports patrick mason will join us coming up at four o'clock we'll talk some baseball with p mace look ahead to some pirate football as well and um man years ago when zach maskovich was in town working with wnct channel 9 during the summer we would just have random drafts and uh, we'll bring that back because we're hitting a bit of a lull so we're going to do two different drafts today with myself um chandler and patrick and maybe get others involved but uh we're going to draft mlb hats and also we got to do soup right i mean patrick is soup boy we're going to do a soup draft as well so uh, we'll pick our favorites when it comes to mlb hats and soups coming up in hour number two hour three Pirate outfielder Jacob Jenkins Cowart will join us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. We'll recap his season, the way it ended, uh, talk about what he's up to this summer, and look ahead to 2024 ECU baseball with JC. Got that on the way at 5 o'clock. Also, Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com. The O's continue to play well, put up a ton of runs last night on the Blue Jays and picked up a win they'll play toronto again tonight and we'll talk to mark brown camdenchad.com ahead of that so that is the lineup we got shirley Rhodes here we got intern joey here we got the man of chan chandler honeycutt joining us here as well who is cutting on the lights as i as as i speak i hate those lights it's going to cause early blindness for me and no one seems to care no one has a care sure in the world about it. Chandler doesn't. Chandler's in a mood today. I am ill. What's wrong, man? I don't know. I was fine earlier. Um, Is it know. me? Sh- How much have I like incorporated into that bad mood? A little bit. I've been piling on you some. Yeah. I, I was also harassing him earlier, so I probably I'm in, ticked I'm in him teacher off. Teacher mode. I'm being harassed. 
don't know. I'm fine. I should be. I should be excited. You got a good student with intern Joey. He is learning fast. He's only. I've been teaching him just like two or three days, and he's learning very fast. Him and Connor both. So they're doing a good job. Let's get so to know Joey. What do you think? Let's turn his. I got, I got nothing else to do. Let's go. Let's talk to Joey. Joey's let's, been. Uh, let's d- let's let him make his debut on he, PRL. Doing a good job around here. What's up, Joey? Yeah, hey, how you guys doing? Hey man, come What's on! What's going on? <laughs> How are you guys hey, doing? Hey, you guys your step, man. It's nerve wracking, you know. First time on air. So Surely, you know. hit the Godfather music and just talk the way you did. Hey. <laughs> My name How is you Joey. doing? Joey. Joey. <laughs> so Joey, um, you do something cool over uh, at ECU. What do you do? Uh, yes, sir. I work with the uh, grounds crew. So I've been working with them diligently for about two years now. Uh, it's been a fun time We're watching quality baseball and I get to get paid to be at the game so you can't beat that really are you on the field pregame and when so, they yeah. drag it in the middle of the game pregame it's about an hour so you know how they have their on and off so yeah they come on we drag they get on you know national anthem goes we have a fourth inning drag mm-hmm. you guys see us running in and out yeah and then right after the game we fix up the bullpens and get ready for the next day awesome you do any other sports or what uh, else so yeah we work with all athletics uh outside so you got lacrosse soccer everything that's outside yeah. track as well so well also mention football and tell them tell the people what you do for football which is a so, really pretty cool gig yeah on football it's really fun you know they have multiple different uh areas they got the practice field and the game day field uh on game days what i do is uh just basically sit behind right in front of the boneyard and right behind the end zone and just raise the field goal flag <laughs> there you go make sure the band doesn't get hit uh and uh hopefully catch some field goals but tell them what field goal you did catch unfortunately at the uh, beginning I of the year catch a ball that didn't go through the uprights and that was against nc state oh. unfortunately that that one stands. that was a hard one i definitely did not keep that ball <laughs> i just put that right on the ground back where it was so, uh, that would be cool if you called the game winning kick in a big game I'm sure, are there people like, all right, ball, ball, like right after you catch it, they want the ball back? Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes. So it really depends on the situation. If it like happens out of nowhere, you know, some of the athletic trainers from the other side, the other team especially, won't get down in time. So, for example, I may or have, may not have a Memphis football. Oh, wow. Okay. And a USF football, but I gave the USF football to my father. All uh, right, so you yeah. uh, you definitely do have those. I have a couple. I have <laughs> you a may couple. or may not. And if def- I if I uh, if I if that football would have went through the uprights against NC State, yeah. I probably would have that one too. <laughs> Game ball, Joey. Uh, where are you from, Joey? I'm from Fayetteville, North Carolina, but my parents uh, moved here from Puerto Rico. Awesome. All right. Yeah, you asked me earlier today, have I been to a Woodpeckers game? Oh, yeah. I was like, you mean Wood Ducks? You're like, no, Peckers. (laughs) Nah, I ain't been down there. Can't say that I have. Beautiful stadium. All right, so what's your uh, sports background? Who are your favorite teams? Let's go. Let's run through it. And if I'm really big Carolina-based. I've been here all my life. So North Carolina, I mean, you got a lot of the Panthers, love the Hornets. Uh, Let's see who we got. NHL, Hurricanes. Uh, MLB, the oddball here, and I know I'm not gonna. I'm gonna ruffle a couple of feathers here. Red Sox fan. Okay. Uh, my dad, everybody in Puerto Rico. My dad grew up Yankees. You got a Red Sox fan? I fell a Red Sox fan right beside you. Perfect, perfect. So we're we're here in the house then. Uh, but yeah, I just always was going against my dad, real competitive. So yeah, that's cool. I, I like, like that. the Yankees. I win Red Sox. All right, fair enough. Uh, Tyler says Joey coming for your job. <laughs> Jamie said, Joey, you have to try your best not to touch that ball. I guess is that you're referring to the state kick. Also, Eric had a good dad joke I didn't read on the show yesterday. He had some advice for Joey and Connor, and hopefully I can remember it because I just brought it up. He said, 
a word of advice to the interns right when you show up to work find a good place to hide because good employees are hard to find (laughs) yeah that was his joke not mine i'm just don't shoot the messenger no eric's uh he he's hit or miss with his dad jokes i just but keep them coming they are even though some of them are bad they're they're so bad they make you laugh yeah so keep them coming there all right joey big sports guy we uh we talk sports off the air with you so it's nice to have a, a sports-minded person around here but also uh you know what you're doing over there so keep up the good work i appreciate and it. you're a hat guy if people are curious why you're wearing a lakers hat as a hornets fan like myself i'm i'm a braves fan i'm wearing a pirates hat you're a uh, hat guy right yeah i like fitteds i'm not gonna lie i like all different types of fitteds uh ah, when it comes to the hornets they don't really have the best fitted i agree i tell you in fact looking for the right one surely got me the only hornets hat i own and i love it it's a gray hat with the white logo and it looks cool but like their stuff and it just i don't know the the old school hornet logo the old bug i really like yeah i don't really like their uh their new new look stuff yeah but, and they suck and they're terrible yeah, jordan just needs to sell the team yeah <laughs> yeah y'all had some mugsy bogues uh nuggets i hadn't heard earlier what was the mugsy bogues talk there's a rumor that uh mugsy bogues is interested in coaching in college basketball and keeping it local where he uh shined on the basketball court and that's in Charlotte. He, I think he has some interest in taking the 49ers basketball head coaching job. Which was uh, just made vacant by the former Virginia assistant who went back to Virginia. What was his name? Um, Ron Sanchez. Ron Sanchez. Thank you, Shirley. Decides, uh, I'm just going to go back and join Tony Bennett's staff and probably make more money as the Virginia assistant than I would as the Charlotte head coach. So interesting move kind of a move down but financially maybe a move up and you're back in the acc so uh i don't know kind of interesting timing as well as we are uh still months and months away from the start of the season but did not expect that when that came out what last week or so yeah and now i'm getting uh i'm seeing a tweet here um from nick carboni and nick carboni does some uh Nikki Carbs. Nikki Carboni. He's uh, at WCNC. Uh, he's the sports director there. I, I recognize his name because he covers some Panther football. But a tweet about an hour ago from Nick said, was told by a source that Muggsy Bogues interviewing for Charlotte 49ers men's basketball job or that the program is interested in hiring him for the position is a completely false rumor. Ah. So. One day. We love well, a good rumor, though, right? Absolutely. We should start a rumor. What do you want to start? What should it be about? Remember the Blake Harrell rumors we used to try to spread to try to fend off different teams? We did a reverse Blake Harrell smear campaign. promotion. We did a smear campaign where like his name would pop up um, about being a defensive coordinator at a bigger school or a head coach somewhere. And we basically got everybody to talk about just how bad of a person blake harrell was he kicks dogs he hates babies (laughs) and uh it worked and blake harrell uh didn't think it was the funniest thing in the world when i talked to him but he got the joke um but yeah we had to do a good old smear campaign to keep him right here in greenville we're doing it for the people so you're welcome for east carolina football yeah so we could start um we could start a troy d rumor 
Yeah. Where he's at. Start a Palumbo rumor as well. Keep him around. Oh, man. Yeah. What a. I, I tell you what Jeff Palumbo did to me. What did he do? I was uh, walking in the sheets. He looked at me, looked back, shut the door and locked it. Not only did he not hold the door open for me, shut the door and locked it so I couldn't get in. Wow. Just an awful guy. Man. No team would want this guy as they're representing them. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. I literally saw him push down a couple of kids leaving the ballpark one day after we lost. After it was actually after we lost to Long Beach State. Yeah. He like pushed some kids down. Yeah. yeah I was actually working that game. I know. You saw it. You saw it. Because after the games, they let the kids play in the outfield a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Coach P coached. Uh, he uh, kicked all the other kids and let his kids play. Oh, is that the one where they were running the bases after the game and he went like he was the catcher and just bulldozed the guy at the plate? As the kids were rounding third, he yeah. took the fungo bat that he uses for infield outfield and was just smacking them up against the leg as I, they... Uh, I thought that was a little much. I know. I, I said, JP, stop that. And he told me to go to hell and get a job. <laughs> I said, Tommy, is that you? He Tom- pulled a Tommy Tommy Toberville, is that you? <coughs> wow. Tommy Tom- Go to hell. Get a job. So, uh, man... Yeah, you, you teams out there don't want Jeff Palumbo as your head coach. Um, he's we don't actually, have to do one for Cliff Godwin because he said on this show the other day that he will be back as the uh, East Carolina baseball coach. It's like the kiss of death. It's like when an NFL owner gives a coach a uh, vote of confidence. They get fired like within three days. It was that. Everybody. Every coach ever. There was ever. one team that does it all the time. Mm, I can't remember. Probably an owner that talks a lot. Ursay or yeah. Jones or mm-hmm. all of the above. It was Matt Rule. Matt Rule would talk about a player and then the player would get cut. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Matt Rule. Yeah. Matt Rule would uh, talk so good about a player in training camp and how good they were doing, how good they were developing. Next thing you know, that player was cut. Jamie heard a rumor that you were gunning for this job, the hosting job for Pirate Radio Live. That's totally false. Uh, that's what you would say to me but what are you saying behind my back you plotting on me boy what are you doing back there who are you talking to that's totally false <laughs> now i said it behind your back all right so you're not you're not politicking for this job no i think we have a good chemistry here me as the video producer slash co-host with me you and shirley rhodes i don't want to if I take your job, where are you going to be? And I don't want to be without you. <laughs> wow. Do you get me now? Yeah. Thank I, you for I saying selling that. you? Yeah. Because, I mean, like I really... His love for I know. It got a little awkward. <laughs> I don't I want... cannot live without you. <laughs> How can I live without you? I could do something else around here. I could sweep the floors. how awkward would that be if i was in here hosting i took your job and you're in there like dusting and like you look in here all sad and i'm like hey clip rocks here by the way everybody he used to host this show for three years and now i do now he's in there cleaning the floor jamie said that no you gave was an awfully high voice i'll have to go back and check the tape on that did you high voice me no damn (laughs) oh Oh, pretty high pitch over here Uh uh-oh no, no, no. Hey, uh, hey, Whitney. Hey, Celine Dion with the high voice over here. What's going on? Oh, my gosh. Hey, Mariah. Me and Mariah. Tyler heard Troy's new job was working for an NC State affiliate radio station. <laughs> what? Where did you hear that, Tyler? Wow. Holy moly. Wow. 
Uh, Jerry says there's a rumor that Eddie the Bear has replaced Troy D at Power Radio. There's a rumor that Troy D was never at the Peach Bowl. Whoa. Now, all right. We've gone too far. Dude. Some things we can joke about, Chandler. That's not one of them. I'm so sorry. I can't believe you just said it that. It felt weird to say, too. I knew I said something bad. <sighs> all right. Charles said, speaking of rumors, will JJC be leaving the Pirates? Don't call him that. <laughs> Don't you dare call him that, Charles. This man will get so mad at you. I'm not mad at Charles. I'm mad at you because I've had to tell you numerous times that his official nickname is JC. I know. And you refuse to say it or type it. JC, um, JC, JC. Hey, what's up, JC? JC, how you doing? JC, good to see you on the show. Whew. I think I got it now. Does it feel a little normal to you? JC, what's your summer plans? Okay. Good job. Good job. Uh, will he be leaving the Pirates? Charles, uh, I'll ask him. Coming up at 5 o'clock and see what he says. What if he says yes? Can he? He can do whatever the hell he wants. What do you mean, can he? Is he talking about leaving the program for the draft? No, he said leave the Pirates. Nah, man. Nah, he ain't going nowhere. <laughs> How do you know? I know JC. <laughs> yeah. and, and I know his nickname. All right uh chad says troy d likes the grimace shake so lily requested the grimace meal last night mm-hmm. for uh grimace's birthday I've, I've been seeing this and can't blame her you got that marketing mm-hmm. you got a purple milkshake it's interesting um is she on tiktok does she have tiktok does she look at tiktok yeah that's where a lot of the marketing is for these these kids like her age i've seen it all over tiktok yeah so so she saw that wanted that got her that and she said it was not good oh really said it would uh taste like hand soap oh now for those of you out there who have tried it let's uh i'll take a second opinion on it but that was her opinion. She will not be asking for another one of those. Wow. Somebody on TikTok said it tasted just like a f- vanilla shake, just with like the purple food coloring in it. Mm, I love purple food coloring. I'll add that to all my dishes. Mm, delish. I cook up a nice ziti, mm, throw purple, some purple, purple food coloring on it. Paint it purple. Mm, Paint it. Dino might. Uh, Chad uh, was not a fan of it. Um, when i said lily said it wasn't good chad said she would be right so i don't know maybe some mixed uh mixed results mixed reviews in for the grimace shake well uh if you've had one please let us know your thoughts on it should have had ken bring us uh three of them his way in to try on the air wait he's leaving he's going to go get them now now. three uh get two because i don't want one i'm good i'm good all right um chad said chanter wants to be clip brock craig says i want to be clip he said brock. heck y'all don't want to be me chanticleer chandler chanticleer chandler in the house today with that shirt oh wait do you see ken's tie we got some nice colors going he is here very well dressed uh the very well dressed ken wallington will join us coming up in just a moment i am way uh way underdressed eric says hey clip you ready for this one chandler oh here we go Hey, Clip, what do you do when you are attacked by a group of clowns? What should you do? I don't know. You got to go for the juggler. (laughs) Thank you, you, Eric, just for making us smile every single day. We try to do that for you. Smile like the sun. And you do that for us. Uh, Brandon said. I asked Stephen Igo to ask John Gilbert. Hey, Brandon. Hey. Wait, what do you, I mean, 
I don't get on here and and talk about other shows. <laughs> Wait, first of all, can I ask a question? Can I ask a question? Yeah. Who the hell is Steven Igo? He used to. Uh, he, I think he runs Bunyard Banner. That's him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that explains a lot. Brandon's recapping the Steven Igo show. John Gilbert saying that it would take political pressure for the series to continue. We'll talk about that with Ken Wallington. I I hate that. I If we can't figure out how to do a game with those teams, I don't want them to be forced to play East Carolina, just like I don't want to be forced to do something by the government that I don't want to do. Just like you would be pissed off if ECU was forced to play a school you didn't want to play Mm -hmm. by the government. Sure, it'd be great to have those games, but I think the political stuff, getting into sports, making teams, making schools play another school is lame. Oh, we got to go play Old Dominion? Well, they're not in our state, but I see what you're saying. People would be pissed if we were forced to do that. Oh, we have to go play Wake Forest? that would be an example i don't know if people would be upset and wake forest is on the schedule oh my god we have to go to elon (laughs) yeah exactly now you're talking we're forced to play elon by the governor gardner webb can come here but we have to go to gardner webb disgusting ecu football schedule we got wake forest on the schedule coming up chandler oh yeah i want to say multiple times let's take a gander at that shall we why not 2027 wake forest is here 2028 we are at wake forest and that is all on the docket when it comes to wake might be a good time to do this with uh with ken or with patrick go over the future schedules once again and see what we have lined up wow 2026 at boise state on the blue turf Mm -hmm. the smurf turf huh all right um so what do y'all think about political pressure making you know forcing schools to play other schools i guess it's like anything we're all selfish if it helps us and helps our interests we're for it if it doesn't we're against it right that seems to be how things work everybody's looking out for number one all right let's take a break ken wildington we'll continue this conversation when we return um Jerry says Stephen Igo has reached Howard Stern status. Back in the day when someone mentioned Stern on Larry King Live, King would say, never heard of him. Never heard of him. Houston, hello. Never heard of him. All right, I'm going to start going with that line. More to go. Pi Radio Live. Ken Wadlington and his nice tie joins us when we return after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. And let me get to my live ad here. 
Drive a little and save a lot at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a great selection of new and pre-owned vehicles. Plus, they offer service to all makes and models in a state-of-the-art facility. Drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 264 in Washington. Or you can go online at WashingtonChryslerDodgeJeepRam.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Clip Rock here. The crew, Shirley, intern Joey, Chan Man, and Ken Watlington joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios. Hello, Ken. Hello, hello. How's you're, it going? You're not in your uh, Moorhead beachwear. That'll today. be tomorrow. I get to head down there tomorrow. I'm cool. kind of excited. Yeah. yeah. you uh, Have you been there yet? This year, no. Okay, but, so uh, tomorrow will be day one for Day you? one for me, and then we're kind of rotating people out throughout the week. Give everybody a chance to get out of the studio and go experience something a little different. Today, uh, you're rocking your newsman gear. Yeah, we just finished a little promotional commercial shoot two blocks down the street earlier, so I just didn't change. I just left it on. Try to, try to look professional. Try to give the aura of some type of professionalism. What is the um, facial hair rule where you work? I feel like a lot of newscasters didn't have facial hair back in the day. Maybe a stash. Yeah, I think it's 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 developed over the years. It's become a little more lenient. My last place I worked up in Ohio, I tried to grow a beard, and they're like, absolutely not. Uh, it took me a while to shave. I kept it a while. They yeah. didn't like me too much. But uh, <laughs> here, uh, Well, you are known as the rebel oh, yeah, the, yeah, uh, in the yeah, news exactly. world. Uh, here, though, uh, in the last couple of years, I, I was on a vacation maybe summer before last, came back with a beard, and the boss was like, I like it. I was like, can I keep it? He's like, yeah, let's see. Let's let's go for a while. And then I got COVID and got sick and ended up shaving it. Then I, last summer, I brought it back, and I've had it about a year now. So. I need to ask my parents, they're big news watchers, how they feel about your facial hair. I don't like that guy anyway. <laughs> he can wear a paper bag over his head. We don't like him. All right. Um, we were talking about political pressure. I guess John Gilbert said earlier today that outside of political pressure, uh, you wouldn't see ECU and NC State uh, on the schedule because if they don't come here, they, they're they not going to play. They're not just going to do a, a road game there. Right. Um, Mike P says he's going to put political pressure on Pirate Radio Live to play the whole metal version of ABBA's Dancing Queen. It was a good one. How are you going to do that, Mike? Who do you know? Who are you writing to to get us to do that? We'll see over my dead body. He also said nice pastel tie, Ken. Yeah, thanks. All right. <laughs> I got no comeback. Uh, Eric says Double B doesn't have facial hair, but I bet he's got a mean back rug. <laughs> I, I can not confirm nor deny that. But he had the mustache forever back he in did, the 80s yeah. and 90s. Iconic so, mustache. Yeah, and now he doesn't, you know, mustache march for ECU. You know, he doesn't. He hates it. I'm like, you did this for 20 years of your life. I hate it now. My wife really hates it. I'm like, well, that's what matters. Mike P says, Ken Watlington, more like Ken Watt Clean-ton. I did show <clears> him. <throat> very good. good. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Mike P's on the roll today. <laughs> All right, how do you feel about our elected officials getting involved in schedule making, Ken? I don't like it. I think there's other things up there in Raleigh they could uh, be focusing on, right? Yeah. There's a lot of issues in the world these days. And I'd love to have a home-and-home with North Carolina, NC State, Duke, Wake. All of them. uh, Clemson, Alabama, whatever. (laughs) I don't think anybody in the General Assembly is going to get us to Tuscaloosa. Well, then I'm voting them out. Get out of here. That is uh, the platform I'm looking for candidates to run on. Who can give East Carolina the best home schedule? But however, with the the UNC system, how many – is it? 12, 15, 18 schools? 
schools across the state in the UNC system, it is a political type of thing. The Board of Governors and the trustees and everything. And then the General Assembly gets involved. And it's kind of saying, yeah, NC State, you are going to go to Greenville in 2042. And, and, and they're going to come back in 2045. And not, it's, it's a weird situation with the state-supported schools that the politicians do get involved. But, and I yeah. wish it didn't come to that. I wish I know. just the two sides can hammer it out and say, hey, this is going to be good for you. It's going to be good for us. Let's do it. But it's everybody's got to look out. for it, it is good for the state and, and those local areas that are hosting the games. But it, the football coach for the side who feels like they're getting screwed, they're looking out for what's best for yeah. them. Are we better off to not play this game? And if you're Dave Doran or Mac Brown and you're like, all right, we can, get, we can go to East Carolina in a couple of years or we could host Northern Illinois. We're, they're going to host Northern Illinois. Yeah. They, they don't. There's too much pressure to go on the road uh, in state against a school you recruit against, and you're kind of in the same pool of players for, in, in some aspects. And if you lose a game like that, it's like ah, oh, you know. The, the Carolina and the states will tell you they have nothing to gain from it, which I don't think necessarily is true because the fan bases have a lot to gain. You can, you have a road game 90 minutes away. That's great. Instead of having going, you know, Carolina plays at Minnesota next year. Who's I know, Minneapolis? and I hate the this. This is a lose lose situation for us. If we win, we're supposed to. If we lose, um, you know, the other fan base will gloat about it and yeah. it'll look bad. Like, well, it's a game. It'll play the game, whatever. So, but if you are on board for political pressure uh, being involved in scheduling, and you are for that, then I, I got a I got news for you. Uh, ECU has to play at Catawba. In four years, there you go. You wanted it, you got it. Like, uh, it boy, could there's go... nothing better than a Saturday in Salisbury. <laughs> I tell you what. I, I mean, it could go both ways. Actually, could... Salisbury is really nice. ECU is not going to Catawba. That's how rumors get started. <laughs> we are trying to there's start some a Catawba rumor today. graduate listening right now. Is that really happening? What? Oh my god! Like, I'm getting season tickets right now. Uh, Maybe look, ultimate frisbee or something. Jamie says, "What happens?" Um, if UNC, Duke, other schools go to the Big Ten or SEC, that'll blow up in-state scheduling for a lot of NC schools. And it will. You know, you, you hear the rumors on some of these message boards, like Inside Carolina and stuff, like UNC fans think, well, maybe we'll be invited to the Big Ten when stuff changes. But will the legislature let UNC go to another conference without NC State? And would, maybe that's a good point. Maybe they won't. Yeah. NC State fans like, we're going to the SEC. Well, will State go to the SEC without Carolina and vice versa? So... It's a whole lot of mess. I know. Athletics. I love the game. In every aspect of it. We, I, as a fan, it's amazing. I love and, game and days. Drama. I love all that. Yeah. But man, the outside the logistics, stuff. Uh, yeah. The really. transfer portal. God. It's it's tough. Now, yeah. when you get a good guy coming into your program, you oh, love that's it. great. But love when you lose portal. a superstar to some other place, you're like, do you really want to go there? I, 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 but money talks and other situations, you know, are more enticing maybe than playing time or loyalty in some cases, which is sad. Um, I love the hypocrisy with the the portal too. When a guy goes and you say, "Oh man, not a true pirate, get out of here." We didn't want you anyway. You're not. I don't even know if you'd have started next year. Fine, go on, move on. Yeah. And then you get a guy in uh, transfer like uh, that's from North Carolina, chose a different school, and now is coming back home, yeah. so to speak. Well, we, oh, we this loved guy, we wanted him all along. This guy, this, this is the one. Th- he is a true pirate. So. And the flip side of that is, say if you lose a guy to the portal, the guy goes on to really, really become a superstar and maybe play at the next level. Well, he, like, he's he's one of us. Russell Wilson's a good case of that. You know, started out us. NC State, yeah. went to Wisconsin, became a superstar in the NFL, and State fans are like, "That's our guy." Dude, you want people to get up? You want a lot of Facebook comments? Um, 
and the powers that be at pirate radio knows the stuff that a post about gardner Minshew oh, or yeah. tristan newton yeah. or Jaden gardner uh, just uh, about an update on them and people will lose their minds they're not a pirate or congratulations to that young man yeah. it's just back and forth it's, there's no in between like cool no it's like oh my god so good or who's that i don't even know who that is it's a puppet master like thing. uh there's one guy you were talking about earlier you go, who's that who's that guy Never heard from him. That guy was. He runs InsideCarolina.com, right? Something Hide like nor hair, yep. Yeah. Pack Pride, I believe <laughs> he's it, in That's now. it, yeah. Uh, Mike P. says, find me a candidate. Oh, he said, well, let's elect officials who will say UNC can't go to the Big Ten without ECU. He said, actually, find me a candidate that'll say UNC can only go if ECU can go and NC State can't go. <laughs> so now, you know what? I might get more interested in the politics and start <laughs> showing up to these public forums and asking these specific questions. That is a web of specific situations right there. <laughs> Very all specific. all to work out. Uh, I, uh, sir, I've got 10 hypotheticals for you. Can Here's I read them off happen. real quick? And UNCW is going to the ACC when all these teams leave. i got to throw that in there. Chad Moore is reporting on Facebook. You heard it here first. Catawba versus ECU home and home starting in 2024. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, the Pirates will start playing Chowan in 2025. You know what only makes sense? Take that, you know, little jaunt up Highway 11 to Hertford County. That's where it is, right? Murfreesboro? Yeah, yeah, Hertford County. You're just showing off now, Ken. Very impressive. I'm a dork. (laughs) Uh, Let's look at future schedules. They're always fun to look at. Uh, Here's what we got for 2024. People are not going to like this non-conference schedule. Norfolk State at home, App State at home. I like App State. Yeah, App State's great. At Old Dominion, at Liberty. You're just missing a big name there. Yeah, there's no huge like this year. You got Michigan. The year after that, you got BYU coming to Greenville. Uh, you guys are talking about Wake Forest is on the schedule in a couple of years, but yeah, 24 is not not the most exciting. You're right. I like 25 at NC State at Marshall. BYU at home. That's awesome. Which is cool. And uh, you'll probably add like a FCS in there, I would imagine. And then the year after that's maybe one of the better non-conference schedules we've had in a while. App State at home, West Virginia at home. Sign me up for multiple Mountaineer visits. And then the visit to the Smurf turf. And then at Boise. And that's going to be a ESPN, ESPN2 game, you would imagine. It might be at 9 o'clock on a Friday night or something. I'm feeling a after touchdown Friday, that game will still be going on, Ken. And Brian Bailey will be in in Boise eating all the potatoes. With his there we go. That's a basic. Oh, sorry, I potential got back hair situation going. Uh, yeah, we we got the game, free game of the day on MLB TV, and Atlanta has scored, and some aggressive base running is going to get them out at third. But Atlanta leads nine to five on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard, presented by Dub Buck. And that's Dubuck. Af- that's after the Braves trailed four nothing after two innings. Spencer Strider was getting obliterated, gave up three home runs on six hits through two innings. He calmed down. Braves got their bats going. And uh, we'll see if the bullpen can hold it. If the Braves could just avoid the likes of the Oakland A's and the Detroit Tigers, we'd yeah, you, be all right. You got a 9-11 to 11 game losing streak. Play Atlanta. Get yourself right. Get, get right on back on board. All right, 2027 at South Carolina at Old Dominion. Wake Forest at home. I really like that game. And Georgia State at home. Uh, Georgia State, that is a home game that we're getting from going to Georgia State and getting absolutely pummeled a few years ago. That's right, in the old Turner Field. That made me question Mike Houston and what is going on. What are we – this is bad. This is not good. Well – I think they figured it out. We figured it out. We're all right. 2028, Ken. That's – how many years? Good Lord. That's a while. NC State and Boise State in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. That's pretty good. That's one. a big. Yes. Uh, that's a big season ticket number. I didn't even know Boise was a state. 
Uh, yeah. You, you're stuck on your North Carolina geography. You don't know much about going on. I know where uh, beautiful Boise, Idaho is. I've been there in the middle of the winter. It's not fun. Have you? Yeah. I went for uh, When I was working up in Ohio, uh, Bowling Green made the famous Idaho Potato Bowl one year, and, and we were there December 30th, and it was... It was cold. Why is boiling green, bowling green, orange, and brown? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. All right. But the reason the Cleveland Browns are orange and brown is because of bowling green. Hmm. Just straight took the colors. <laughs> Just straight up ripped them off. That's the true story. Uh, and 2028, NC State, Boise State at home at Wake Forest. 2029, Old Dominion Liberty. 2030 at Old Dominion. 2031, Old Dominion. By 2032, Old Dominion will just form with East Carolina yeah. to perform well. By then, there'll be a direct flight from uh, PGV to Norfolk just because of all those games. A lot of Old Dominion on the schedule. Uh, who would you folks like to see added to those schedules? We can talk about that as well. When's Michigan come? Oh, it's just a one, one-off game. <laughs> yeah. one-off game right? And I, I'm fine with those one-offs. Um, sure. If you're giving me the option of a home-and-home, home, uh, I will take that. Yeah. But going to uh, a big name like that, trying to pull an upset... I'm not. Uh, I don't hate on that. I wonder how that game came about. Like, what? How <clears throat> did ECU reach out? Did Michigan reach out? Is is there a third party? Do the conferences get involved? Like, how did that specific game come about? Yeah, great question. Don't know the answer. Don't to know it. the answer. But I do Michael know Harris is on fire. That Money Mike is four for four, and he just knocked in another run, and the Braves lead it now nine to five, ten to five on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by the Buck. Uh, I think you tweeted Monday night after the game. That's one of the losses we'll look back on. Never that heard it, Charlie. Loss. Never heard it. Need it again. Debuck. Thank you. Debuck. Sorry, Ken. Go. You said uh, after the Braves game when they blew the lead the other night, one of the losses we'll look back on and say that's a bad loss. Yeah. I was done with them. I'm like, you know what? I'm done with the Braves. Now I'm back. Look at this. Well, you, you took a day off yesterday. And yeah, you, I was you, not going to. I was, I was going to watch last night. You, you protested it, yesterday. It out, so. The A's fans did a reverse protest. You did an actual protest yes. and did not watch baseball yesterday. Yeah. Now you're back today. I'm back. Back, baby. Brandon says, how come ECU never plays Duke? Uh, played them in the 2000, early 2000s. They snapped a long losing streak against ECU. We also beat them a couple times. Uh, but do not know why. Let's look at some uh, some Duke non-con schedules and see what they're doing, Ken. You're going to have some uh, ANTs, some Elons, some North Carolina Centrals on there. Uh, I feel like they play Northwestern every year for some yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh Charlotte, we need to take a break as well. So let's do that. Uh Northwest I tell you what, great tease. We'll go down the Duke future schedule <laughs> when we return, talk a little big rock and uh answer your questions as well. More to go on Pirate Radio Live when we return on a Wednesday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ says daily food and drink specials. And an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. And there's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Brock on Wednesday nights. 
AJ says live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover. Brunch every Sunday. So make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Shirley Rhodes. We got Joey. We got the Chan Man. Ken Wadlington joining us here in the Pirate Radio studios as we are jamming along. Ken, have I asked you what your walk-up song would be? It would be a war tour by A Tribe Called Quest. Okay. You had that answer quick and ready to go. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. Um, we have talked about your athletic career. If, quote, unquote. You were a basketball player, right? I played basketball in high school. Yeah. yeah. And baseball. And ba- Okay. Yep. Two-sport athlete. Oh, yeah. Big-time two-sport guy. Two-sport crossover. There's, Bas- there's a difference between being on two teams and being a two-sport athlete. Who's the most famous basketball-baseball crossover guy? I have one that came to mind. I don't know if he's most famous. Danny Ainge? That's uh, not a bad one. I was thinking... Because Danny Ainge played for the Blue Jays, right? Yeah, did he play in MLB? Or did he get drafted? Dave Winfield. Okay, now we're talking. I was thinking Kenny Lofton off the top of my uh, head. Yeah, yeah. He did play guard for Arizona. For Arizona yeah, and was yeah. a great baseball player. But Dave Winfield would be the answer. Yep. All right. Well done. See, that's why you come in. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's look at Duke's football schedule. Why? Because it's mid-June. And, <laughs> exactly. What yeah, else are we better to do? Um, we might go off the rails here on these summer chats, Whoa. but uh, whatever you would like to discuss, we'll do I that. I did not have Lafayette on my bingo card. Uh, yeah. Don't hate it. I mean, that is Louisiana, right? Lafayette. No, this is Lafayette, like the uh, FCS school in Pennsylvania. Oh. Uh, okay. Maybe. Right. <clears throat> This isn't Louisiana Lafayette that's in the Sun Belt. <laughs> I think they're just officially uh, Lafayette now. So, or, or excuse me, just Louisiana. Uh, but we can look it up. We've already got a question on Duke's football schedule. <laughs> All right, their season opener is... That's last year's. No, this isn't. Yeah, and that looks like what you were referring to, yes. Lafayette. The Lafayette Leopards or something. I don't know what they are. All right. But somewhere like eastern Pennsylvania-ish. <clears throat> maybe it's upstate New York. It's somewhere not in North Carolina. And you're right. Northwestern is on the schedule <laughs> for this year and next year. Yeah. UConn on the schedule this year and next year. Um, they got Middle Tennessee in 2024. So they're going to play Notre Dame this year. Right. And that's part of the agreement Notre Dame has okay. with the ACC. They got to play six ACC schools a year, five or six a year, to be able to be in the conference for all the other sports. You'll have Blue Devils and Blue Raiders both in 2024 and 25. They got Illinois in 25. And then how about that? Uh, a little AAC flavor at Tulane. A home and home with Tulane. Yeah. Why are they doing a home? They, they want to. Now, this used to be, Ken, for recruiting purposes, and maybe still is. We want to play a game down True. in New Orleans. Yeah. But now with the internets and your fancy Tic Tacs and all yeah, that the stuff. the Tic Tacs, yes. Shake I, it up. Is that a big a deal as it was? That'd be a better question for a coach, I guess. Maybe, but Maybe it's, it's a big deal to entice someone to say, hey, we're going to play at Tulane in a couple of years, and you'll get to play in front of your family and your friends. Or something like that. Yeah, it's not It's know. not to be seen so you can then recruit people. It's then to be able to recruit people to say, hey, we're going to come to your place and play one of these games. That was a big Why Carolina basketball thing, yeah, I remember, Smith, right? You, you used to always like... want to schedule a home game closest to wherever that person grew up. Yeah. Which was, but Unless I, it was in-state. He, Dean Smith would not play an in-state school that wasn't in the ACC. Uh, correct. ECU has played North Carolina. They played Dean Smith in the tournament. Right. And then they played North Carolina... 
I want to say with Roy. Roy, yep. And that's about it uh, of and, recent night. And UNCW never played Carolina until Roy's second year back, and then they played six or seven times since then. Because so. they had uh, a Haas or something? Didn't they have a coach or something? Or well, Yeah, that that's the only time Carolina's been to play at Trask in Wilmington is when uh, – uh, C.B. McGrath was the McGrath, coach Wilson, okay. the former, yeah. and he didn't last but two and a half seasons. Yep, there you go. Not, not the best time in Seahawk basketball. All right, another AAC team on Duke's schedule in 2028. They're going to go to Philly to take on the Temple Owls, and I don't see Temple playing in Durham, so is that just a road game, a random road game in Philly? Yeah. Uh, at TCU, also on the schedule for Duke, so that is what they're looking And in like. 2035... If you want to go ahead and mark it on your calendar, Duke at Notre Dame. Yeah. Will I be here to witness that one? <laughs> here in general. Right. Yeah. Uh, don't know. Do not know. Uh, let's see. Jamie says, so he said biggest uh, basketball and baseball crossover. He said John Elway. Now, show me some John Elway basketball highlights. Yeah. And I'll, I'll agree with that one. But I believe it. He was an athlete. Braves bullpen's getting shelled again. My <laughs> goodness. Should I turn this off? <laughs> I don't want you to rip through that awesome shirt before you yeah. go on the news today. Yeah. Hey, turn, tune in at five. I'm all disheveled. You know why? It's the Braves. Why is Ken holding the tie above <laughs> his head? What is he doing there? All right. Uh, so, Ken, you're heading to Moorhead tomorrow for the Big Rock Blue Marlin Tournament? Yep. Heading to Moorhead tomorrow. Uh, it's been kind of a slow week down there uh, in this 65th edition of the Big Rock Blue Marlin Tournament, and really slow today. There was a record 271 boats that entered the tournament. Today, only 12 of them went out. And uh, and if you've been out around Greenville today, you've seen the wind whipping up. Imagine what it's like in the middle of the ocean. So that's why only 12 boats went out today. But uh, we did have one big blue boated today by the boat Predator. Should be back at the way station at Big Rock Landing any moment now. And they're hoping to get on the leaderboard. And there's only two boats on the leaderboard right now. And they are, if I can remember off the top of my head, C-minus student, which is a great name for a boat. Mm-hmm. They're in first place, 470.2 pounds. And if that holds, they're going to win two Two million nine hundred three thousand five hundred twenty-five dollars. Well, that's a lot of money. Pretty numbers. good payday. Yeah. Uh, second place right now is Sea Toy. Uh, they're about. Uh seven pounds back of being in first, but 463 pounds. Uh, and if that holds for second place, they'll win $546,350. All right. Um, yeah, just 12 boats out there today out of 271. So 259 people said, you know what? We just going to stay right here. And how many more days are there of this event? Uh, uh, there's, today's the halfway point. You okay. have six days to fish four days. So you have to take two what they call lay days where you just, you know, Hang out and have fun in, in, on the Crystal Coast, and just about everybody did that today. Uh, Michael Jordan's boat, Catch 23, is back for a fourth year, I believe now, and today is Catch 23's second lay day as the Braves give up yet another hit. Uh, so, and yeah, run. so Jordan and the guys will be fishing the rest of the tournament through Saturday. All right. Uh, Ken, if you owned a boat, and maybe you do, uh, but what, <laughs> what would not. you name your big fishing boat? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I, 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 I don't have anything off the top of my head, but it'll be something sports-related probably or something related to my hometown. or I, I don't know. I, I'll have to – give me some time to think about it. All right, get back Also, to me give me some that. money so I can make it happen. Yeah, yeah really. Yeah. Well, I'll just talk about it. Let's exactly. be about it. All right, uh, Braves have seen their lead go to 10-6 to now over the Tigers on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. 
bottom of the eighth two outs as uh, they are trying to get out of this one got uh, another one coming up what time is game two going to be tonight or are they going to play this afternoon ken i will find out game two is at 4 40 scheduled 30 minutes after the, the conclusion Thank also i have an update breaking news from the big rock all right uh sea wolf has just boated a blue so they'll be coming in uh later this afternoon into the evening with the second blue of the day so only 12 boats went out today two of them are coming back with blues through the first two days only five blue marlin made it to the way station so and we might uh i think aj's is like showing that live on the tv the stream so uh, we might be watching that tonight at sports trivia at aj's while we take in some baseball and uh and other stuff other finals are one final from today minnesota beat milwaukee four to two right now the giants lead the cardinals seven to five in the 10th and i looked it up earlier i didn't see alec burleson get an ab in today's game maybe he gets one here in extra innings but we'll keep you up to date on that as well all right ken uh, as far as sports goes uh, big rock on yep. tap uh what else you guys have at wnct right now uh, that's about Great. it this week honestly yeah, I mean, lean. we are blowing out the budget uh for the coverage uh courtney courtright and sarah gray bar down there they'll be live this afternoon cool i'll be down there live tomorrow afternoon with abigail velez uh angie casada was down there yesterday with aaron jenkins i mean everybody's getting a chance to go out there and kind of experience one of these events that maybe we take for granted here in eastern north carolina because it's you know been part of our lives for all these years but it's really a huge huge event we just talked about the purse and some of the money up for grabs i mean people are coming from all over to try to (laughs) try to catch one of these fish and and make a million dollar multi-million dollar payday yeah and i didn't realize that this is kind of one in a series of events right like up the east coast There yeah. are other tournaments like this during the summer. You hear uh, one of the guys we talked to uh, who boated a blue the other day, he said, you know, we, we started out a couple weeks ago in Ocean City, Maryland, a tournament there. I think it said something about white marlin, so maybe it's a different type of, you know, species or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, there's there's high-dollar fishing tournaments all up and down the East Coast, and, and this is probably the premier event. Yeah, no doubt. All right, Ken, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, buddy, appreciate it. Enjoyed it. We'll uh, talk to you again soon. Ken Wadlington, WNCT Channel 9. When we return, Patrick Mason will join us. We'll do a couple of uh, of drafts. Today we're going to draft our favorite soups and also best MLB hats. What's your favorite MLB hat, Ken? Ooh. That's not Atlanta. Uh, currently, it's the uh, City Connect San Diego Padres hat. Okay. Kind of a funky color. Yeah. yeah. But I do like the Brave City Connect hat, too. All right. Just classic old school Braves. We'll uh, talk to P. Mace uh, about some pirate baseball. What about my favorite soup? No, football. Your favorite soup is? Uh, chicken tortilla. All right. There you but go. He hates chicken tortilla, right? Uh, Isn't boy. that what I heard? We, uh, we, we got to keep you guys separated. <laughs> I know how you soup guys are. Uh, Patrick wearing an interesting hat for the show today. We will reveal that. And have more for you after these words.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Thinking about takeout tonight? Familia can make everything real easy for you with a great selection of Italian food and more. Visit familianc.com to see the full menu featuring pizzas, pastas, salads, and homemade desserts. Place your order online or call 689-6330 and Familia will have your order ready in their convenient drive through window for pickup. Finish up a busy day with a great dinner for yourself or your family from Familia. Familia on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Alright, we just saw a Lane Hoover-esque uh, home run rob of Matt Olson. Olson had hit it far enough, but it was brought back into the park. 10-6, to six, the Braves lead the Tigers as they play in the ninth inning. Update on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. Uh, Giants ended up adding another run in the top of the 10th. They lead the Cardinals 8-5 to five as they play bottom of the 10th inning. All right, uh, let's get a White Sox update. How are we doing, uh, Patrick Mason? Well, they had an off day Monday, and they, they're they actually in Los Angeles playing the Dodgers at night. So I tuned in. It's like 10 o'clock start, and Lance Lynn gave up four runs in the first, and I turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> and they lost. Uh, there's a great example of baseball. Olsen drills one to the left center gap. It's robbed, a uh, home run. And then Austin Riley just kind of dumps one into right. Uh, also Lane Hoover style. Yeah. And uh, just kind of puts it where they ain't, and he's on for a base hit. Yeah, it's a cruel game that way. The he game just... of baseball. Yep. Speaking of cruel, I was looking for something to watch last night, and I started a show called Cruel Summer because I've heard people talk about it. And I don't know. I think I'm too old for it. Is it a cruel watch? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I want it to be more interesting, um, and it's it's not so far. So it's not one you recommend to me? Not to you. This is not uh, jury duty level. Have you finished jury duty? I'm one episode away. Oh man, I'm like that with shows and even books I read. I get so close to the end and I like I don't want it to end. So I, I, I don't do that as it. well. Yeah. So I'm at that point. I just gotta I just gotta bite the bullet and finish it. But I have really good. not uh, watched the last episode of Yellow Jackets. Lit. My wife and I were going to go to watch it and we were having some internet issues. It kept like buffering or whatever. And I was like, you know what? Let's just we'll save it for another time. And I was like, I, I really don't want to watch it. She was like, why? I was like, because it'll be over. Like, yeah. <laughs> we won't have any more to watch. And this has been like almost a month now, so I need to finish that up. But I, I do the same thing. It's kind of weird, right? Yeah, it's nice to know you have it in your back pocket. Just yeah. like, hey, I got this show I like, and it's not over with yet. So Honestly, like Justified was one of my all-time favorite shows. I don't know if I watched the last episode because <laughs> I didn't want it to end. And yeah. now it's coming back like five years later. Um, we need to talk to our psychiatrist about that. I think so. What too. does that say? There's about some us? sort of unresolved issues there. You know, <laughs> we're scared of something. Yeah, of something ending. I don't know. Our lives, a <laughs> relationship, whatever it is. Yep. All right. So, Josh Thomas and uh, I think Ken did mention this, but thank you, Josh. Uh, Seawolf boated a blue ten minutes ago. So um, I do like so I was listening like the last five or so minutes when I get the the station coming and listening to you guys and you guys were saying oh he boated a blue and I, I like that term I've never heard that before yeah I really like that I'm I'm a fan we got a blue that's boated and, and this thing's serious they have like a live uh, feed on the at the weighing station or whatever on the dock and cool. I think they have um, maybe radios going on at all times so people are giving updates on 
all right we got we got one on the line oh they had to release it so well if i ever i've only been fishing like twice in my life and i haven't gone fishing in like 15 years but if i ever go fishing i'm gonna bring out that term let's go boat some fish yeah (laughs) i feel like i'm gonna be you know you you like using it as a verb yeah for sure okay let's let's go boat them all right uh nice hat today patrick by the way thanks a little uh hockey throwback going with the whalers the hockey season coming to an end last night it did i I thought it was fitting you know one last uh hockey hurrah so i actually caught a little bit of that it was like nine to three i don't know why i turned in but uh it was like an old beer league hockey score yeah nine to three (laughs) with the uh when the canes lost i was pretty much out of it and i watched a little bit of college how much college baseball did you watch this weekend zero yeah are you done done yeah like i've i've followed i wanted to see who got in i actually maybe i watched like at some highlights of the wake forest stuff but yeah i'm I'm out like i, I need a little bit of a break <laughs> i hear you and i don't know it honestly it depends on um where's that gambling bill situation chandler can we bet on uh college baseball yet i saw gonna it, have to it, drive to virginia i'm pretty still. sure i saw it pass but not till 2024 right so we got a little time to wait here yeah so uh if i can make it up to virginia might uh put some on oral roberts for fun or yeah. something just uh follow the cinderella story we were talking isn't that like one of the more random schools to be good at sports like because they made the basketball tournament a couple times too right yeah 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 and, random. and baseball and it's like oral roberts like you don't think of them as a powerhouse in anything but yet here they are yeah it was cool coming up uh during the gonzaga run because it was really out of nowhere yeah like, i don't know how good they were when john stockton played gonzaga is one of those schools where i had to look up where they're from like before you know before i really knew them before they came a household name it was like where is this school and it's of course it's like pacific northwest and you never watch them they're on it late at night so. so i'm watching late 90s when they really start to hit their stride and now i'm gonna see okay so like early mid 90s they were winning 20 a year and then it really got going late 90s 24 28 and mark few took over in 2000 and they've been wow he's been there that long huh they have not won less than 23 games in a season since he's been the head coach Mm. and they've been to the tournament every year every year since 99 it helps when you you're just like obscure out there like no one's watching you well you don't have football yeah like you you just uh you focus everything you got on and they're good in women's basketball too unc wilmington should take note then huh yeah they need to be the gonzaga of the east uh tyler says oral roberts campus is wild look up their architecture hmm is that what they're known for in architecture school george oral, costanza alumni maybe uh, yeah uh i think that's where art vandalay went <laughs> all right uh Ooh, okay. see some weird looking structures here patrick we got some buildings. i guess you can sell some kids on that hey you because you know have you ever talked to every any recruit ever oh i really love the campus it's a family feel where and is you could it? actually be oklahoma you know, you could actually be real with that. I we love got some, the campus. Some praying hands, it appears there. We've got this. Looks like one of those things you get on and the uh, at the fair. I wouldn't get on it, but they, yeah, like the swings. Yeah, you sit in a chair and it whips you around. Yeah, the, the, we got one of those things out there without all the strings and the swings. Uh, they've got what looks like some Scientology churches or something. <laughs> uh, you're right, Tyler. This really took me for a uh, wild ride here. Yeah, that. I mean, it it, it looks really cool. What is that silver thing poking out of? Uh, it's like a mini sky needle. Hmm. So, uh, all right, Oral Roberts, they got a lot going on. They yeah. got some good baseball as well. I did not know that. 
All right, uh, we talked to Cliff Godwin earlier. Got some uh, decisions to be made. Well, first we got to have a, a draft, uh, Patrick, to see what happens with the Joshes, and uh, had Josh Groves and Josh Moylan on the last couple of days. And from my conversations on and off the air with them, they are they're, they're hoping to be drafted and to begin their professional baseball careers. They both said they have not ruled out returning to ECU um, as. Well, it kind of sounds like a backup plan. Yeah. So that's kind of where they are right now. And that's fair. I mean, every I feel like anytime any of us got into sports, right, we all just wanted to play professional sports. Like, I think that was the dream. And I feel like when that's right there for you, you, you go for it. I mean, that, right? It's, it's, yeah, it's it pretty simple. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Hey, if a team wants to draft me, heck yeah, I'm going. And you also have to keep an eye. And at this point, we, we wrote some names down yesterday, players who have entered the portal that were on the roster, you know, day one, 2023. Uh, Connor Rasmussen, Merrick Beaker, Cam Murphy, Cam Burgess, Colby Thorndike, Miles Curley. Got to be honest, I told Mully when he said that name, I don't know who Miles Curley is. Yeah, there, I mean, there's a few. That, I mean, Rasmussen is probably the one who got the most playing time and the most, most burn. I would say Cam Burgess is the biggest name maybe talked about. But we never really saw him. Right. Like we were, I think he had a good lead up to the season. Mm-hmm. People were excited about him, and then we just never really saw him. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. And it's it's weird at this time of year, you know. Guys just try to go play somewhere, and I think you got a lot of you know young guys trying to trying to make their way up. And you know, a guy like uh, a Dixon Williams who didn't play a lot last year. What is his future at ECU? I asked him specifically uh, to Cliff Godwin, and he says, you know, you just got to be better every day mentally and. You, you know you learned that uh during your time so i'm hope hopeful that he sticks around finds his spots because i think he can be a really good player and uh, he's been putting up some good numbers in summer ball so far yeah and just a guy like it just comes to mind you know carter spivey and guy yeah. who you know right off the bat you know he wasn't you know an all-star right off the bat but just a guy who put in work and you know look at he turns out to have, you know win the pitcher of the year award in the conference and then just be a, a top arm in the in the system i guess or in the on the team so you know, you just got these guys just got to put in some work, and you know they'll get better. Connor Norby, year one at East Carolina, one ninety four batting average, mm. uh, one ninety four had one home run, uh, struck out nine times, walked three times, and had no idea he would turn into an All American and a guy who is raking right now. You know, Triple yeah. A. So you have to give these guys time to develop uh, from 194 to 415 in his e- ECU career. I mean, it's a huge jump if you think about it. You're, you know, facing high schoolers to Division One baseball, which could be anywhere from a senior who's seasoned, who's throwing mid 90s. And in high school, you're, you know, pl- playing against a guy who just came out of social studies who's, you know, got homework to do and he's just humping it up there at, you know, 78. So it, it's definitely a, a big adjustment, I'm sure. So, uh, yeah, a lot of examples of guys who maybe didn't get it year one. Who uh, And now, I think to a lesser degree, we'll talk to Jacob Jenkins-Coward coming up at 5 o'clock, but he had a bit of a Josh Moylan yeah. where, you know, really uh, kind of a, a breakout freshman year, didn't meet expectations uh, his sophomore year. Part of that could be just a terrible injury to the junk. Yeah. But... 
you know, I, I don't throw me off my game. I don't think his numbers are what he hoped for in his sophomore year. And you and look how Josh Moylan turned that around his junior year. So yeah, I'm sure he. I'm sure he'll obviously be able to talk about this better. But I mean, there's definitely a few things where you know some the league might make some adjustments. He was trying out yeah. a new position. Remember, he was a center fielder to start the year. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of things, and I'm sure just the pressure as well. Just thinking like, hey, you know, I got to be the guy when you know it's it's tough to tough to do that. ECU as a team has a target on their back and as the players get better and players get known they have targets on their individual backs and jc was probably that guy going into the year for ecu this year right guy yeah you got to get one guy out in the lineup you want to get him out yeah he's definitely a guy you circle and say you know every single pitcher knows where he's batting you know what you got to do to him so he's definitely a guy that does not fly under the radar especially in that second year after what he did his freshman year patrick mason joining us talking a little pirate baseball we'll uh, get into some pirate football and we're going to do a couple of drafts today, Patrick. Yeah, I'm excited. We're going to draft some soups. Uh, we got to draft soups. And I know people out there are probably like, are you really you're going to talk more soup with Patrick? <laughs> like, that is, that's kind of our one thread together. Like every relationship has something like a foundation. It does. You, build, you know, like whether it be a, a song or a memory or a favorite TV show, like a child that bonds you to like anything. <laughs> For Patrick and I, soup. And if Patrick is to come into Pirate Radio Live one day and I bring up soup, remember Chandler when uh, we were doing a bit and he just shot it down and, compl- and said, we're not doing that, we're moving <laughs> on. If he came in here one day and said, Cliff, man, I've, I've had fun talking soup and uh, it's been a blast, but that's not really me anymore. Like I, I'm more than soup. Like There's more to life than just soup. And I don't want to talk about soup anymore. Now, and I don't like soup anymore. If Patrick came in and said that, First of all, I'd walk out immediately. Yeah, that's fair. Secondly, <clears throat> we wouldn't have a relationship anymore. Like that's that's how strongly I feel about the soup connection. That, I feel like that's got to be like my code word. Like <clears throat> if I'm in distress and we're you know on the phone or something together, and I say, "Clip, man, I, I just can't do soup anymore." You, I you, know you, you something's send, wrong. Send the special forces or something. Send Interesting. Them after me. All right, good to hear. Good to know. <laughs> uh, so we will draft soups, our favorite soups, and also uh, hats. Let's. We'll, I want to have a meeting during the break and give the rules for the hat draft because there are millions of hats out there right now in Major League Baseball. We need to to have a a rule. Rain it in a little bit. Yeah, so we'll do that during the break. Let's take a timeout. More to go Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. You can get your questions, comments, likes, and subs in on Facebook and YouTube. Still to come on today's program, Jacob Jenkins Coward at 5 o'clock. Mark Brown from CaminandChat.com to talk O's baseball at around 5.30. And we'll make you a winner. So a lot to go on today's edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. 
For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, watching the Tigers and the Braves. And I believe Josh Moylan has his tryout uh, today, or his workout, I should say, with the Tigers. And uh, said that be taking some BP and uh, doing some drills and said they were going to have him, obviously, at first base, but also third in the outfield. So some of these guys, you know, you, you kind of you work them out and see how they could fit in with your organization, with your team, and they're going to move Moylan. And look, uh, Josh Moylan, two triples this year. Yeah. I think he had three the previous year. He had two, one or two stolen bases. Uh, had a, a stolen base or two this year. Chandler? He also uh, tagged up from first base in some game. I can't remember. We were very impressed by that. So He can move a little bit, yeah. yeah. Deceptive speed and has really turned himself into a plus defender over at first, Patrick. Yeah, every time I you know cover a home game, if you watch the warm-ups, he's always on his knees by the, the dugout, and he's throwing balls off the wall and just like, you know, fielding it really quick. And I think that's... I usually don't see other people do that, so I, I think it's he's always doing some extra work on the side, which is really cool. Braves win it ten to seven over the Tigers. Game one of a doubleheader on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. All right, I, I got a DM, uh, Patrick, about seven minutes ago. It said, "Good talking point to have with Mason." I love when people call you by your last <laughs> name. Over under ECU baseball players moving on from the roster, whether it be NIL draft portal or not asked back oh, uh, the unofficial numbers at six right now if we're throwing in draft and otherwise that number is gonna have to go up to like 10 and a half 11 and a half i think patrick yeah so, hmm. so where so i'll set it officially at 10 and a half which would mean five more players would have to go if you take the over for the over yeah um. Yeah, I think that's a good number. Like Josh Moreland, we were just talking about. I think he's just you know thinking. I think he could definitely be drafted. He had a, he had a really good year, and he plays a position where he can really hit. Um, you know, Landon Ginn, someone I haven't really thought about too much, but he he is even another uh, option to go. I think he, you know mid nineties kind of stuff, and he looks the part. Um, so when we get up to two, Josh Gross could be three. Um, and I don't know, especially what we saw last year, um, you know, with C.J. Mayhew going and even Zach Agnos going as a pitcher. <laughs> um, you know, I think there's some wild cards there. I'm going to I'm gonna take the over, actually. Well, yeah, at this point, see, if you're talking about three potentially leaving to go play pro ball, I think that number is going to go way up because right. you're still going to have guys that will see where they sit after fall ball, mm-hmm. you know, uh, conversations after summer ball even. But you'll have a, you'll have players leave then, so yeah, that, that number is going to be way over that. Yeah, now I think, that I think about it. Yeah, the over is probably safe bet, um, and just like the guys we saw a little bit, like you know Dixon Williams and um, uh, oh, oh my gosh, I'm mixing up some names here, but um, just some of those guys are going to get more playing time, and they're going to keep pushing for playing time too. So yeah, I think that it's probably going to be the over. Big night for him, by the way, last night with six RBIs, I believe. And he's a big guy, big like guy. A home run short of the cycle, I mm-hmm. believe. Yep. And uh, just looks like an athlete. Uh, I, I hope to see him grow here at ECU into a great player. Nathan uh, Crispin was the other name I was thinking. Just another guy who can you know push for some playing time. Off topic here, Chad said, hey, you guys going to watch uh, the new season of 60 Days In tomorrow night featuring the Pitt County Detention Center. Heard about that, Chad. I don't have plans to watch it, but um, 
I don't know. I might add it to the queue. Ah, I'm not really interested in that kind of stuff, so I'm I'm probably out. All right, Patrick's out. Chandler, uh, nah. I'm I appreciate your honesty, by the way, Patrick. Yeah, it's it doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> so I didn't realize this. I was actually listening to a podcast and heard them promoing it. So it's people that it's like jury duty. It's somebody that goes in that wasn't really arrested. That's like playing the part of a criminal. Am I right on that, Chad? It seems like high stakes jury duty. It's not just cameras inside a prison or detention center. Is it? Isn't it people like volunteering to go in or something and live as a prisoner? That seems wild. Chad, help me out or somebody out there. So I've never watched the program, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll get into it. Uh, Jamie says, "What? Ten and a half not coming back." well we kind of just went through it you got six already you got the draft coming up you got guys who are going to reevaluate themselves when fall comes around you've got a boatload of guys coming yeah, in it's a huge incoming class i just don't think that number is even that high um i think we set it too low jamie says is there any chance both mccrystal and wilcoxon both don't come back one for draft one for transfer i would say no there's a chance for anything but i don't for both, I would say no. Because if, for whatever reason, if Wilcoxon goes, I think that job is McChrystal's moving forward. And I think that'd be pretty exciting for him. Uh, Newton says, Pitt County Detention Center is a horrible place. Very violent. Yeah, well, it's, I don't think it's designed to be a nice place. It's <laughs> right. prison. Yeah. It's, it's what do you know about that, that, Chandler? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> Spent five years in there. Doing what? Gambling. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> all right so you were in there gambling what did you do to get in there i was in north carolina doing it you were illegal gambling and you got arrested i thought i was in virginia and they stopped me <laughs> five so, years in the pen five years how about yeah, that's that? stiff jamie says what's the number coming in i believe i saw the number of incoming players for ecu at 17 that sounds right so yeah so, yeah there's not that many positions on a you know, on a roster. So, yeah, someone's got to go. Yeah. All right. Got a lot of topics going on at the same time. Jamie and Newton having their own conversations with us. I like it. We're, that's the kind of show this is. We'll talk about whatever's on your mind. PCDC, <laughs> ECU's lineup, soup, whatever you got. Speaking of soup, let's do a couple of drafts real quick. And the soup will just kind of get us going, just kind of get rolling. A little appetizer. Exactly. <laughs> I mean perfect patrick um i did not come up with an order i guess i'll break out the random number generator uh so what we're going to do is we are going to draft our favorite soups should we go snake style or traditional sports style i say we go traditional all right traditional is fine thank you see patrick's an answer man you're kind of a laissez-faire, I don't just care. Go with the flow. Yeah, Pat, <laughs> we need an answer guy around here. Yeah. And Patrick is that guy. You see how he acts around coaches. You see how he intimidates coaches. You are scary. <laughs> Mike Houston was scared bleepless <laughs> last last week with you in studio. I mean, I did not plan that to have you guys in here together. I had I had to separate you afterwards. Well, you told coach, I remember you saying, Hey, you can go ahead and uh, come in here, coach, and then he looked, saw Patrick was in here. I was like, I saw him hesitate to come in here. I know. But uh, he, he made this move. <laughs> it's All right. a small room. So we'll go four rounds. Now, Joey, you are going to be 
are Mel Kuyper. You are going to give your opinion on the picks we make. Do you think it was a good opinion? Do you think it was a bad uh, a bad pick, a uh, good pick, whatever? So Sounds good. All right, you're good. All right, so random number generator pulled up. I'll be number one. Chandler, you're two. Patrick, you're three. And we'll determine the order. I'm going to hit this three times, and it's going to determine our draft order. One, two, three. All right, so Chandler one, Patrick two, I'm third. And we're doing super hats first. We are doing soup first to get us going. Okay. So you're you're drafting first. Potato. Potato soup. My favorite. All right. All right. Number one pick is potato soup, Joey. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I did not see that happening uh, on my draft prospect. <laughs> that was not in your mock draft. Uh, but it's we're going to have to roll with the dice here. I feel like, first of all, not exciting. Very bland. But but you kinda, can add to it, though. Well, no, you can't. Oh, You just got a sorry. potato soup. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. That's what they're bringing to your table. It's potato soup. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can I'll put, eat that. You can put salt and pepper on it, but you're, you ain't going to get any other, you know, veggies or anything to put in there. Potato soup. Pretty stable. Kind of a guy like you, Chandler. Just a regular old... Regular old Joe. Soup. Regular old Joe. Just, uh, just old soupy Joe over oh, here. Soupy Joe. <laughs> All right. Uh, Patrick, the soup savant. Well, what is your first round pick? All right. I'm going for the first round pick. Lobster bisque. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any specific brand? Just uh, if you're at a nice restaurant, oh my goodness, it, it's the way to go. I don't, I've never had it from a nice restaurant. The only uh, kind I've had is that Walmart lobster bisque uh-huh. for under $3 that is absolutely phenomenal. And that's a good, yeah, real good substitute right there. Joey, lobster bisque number two. I have to say, that's a great pick. Uh, I don't have many soups in my lifetime, so lobster <laughs> bisque is definitely up there. All right. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with a very specific soup. You guys have heard me talk about it. If you, you probably know where I'm going here. The Dixie Stampede um, cream of vegetable soup. It is a soup that they serve. You don't get any spoons because the bowl has a handle. And you take the bowl and you just soup up your face. And I guess the official pick would be cream of vegetable, which sounds very lame, but it was the best tasting soup I've ever had in my life. This was that Dixie Stampede? The Dixie Stampede. Now, I've also learned that they also maybe serve the same soup at the Pirates of Pirates the, Voyage, that one and the uh, Knights, the Medieval Times. Thank you for helping me out. I believe uh, it was Brandon Manning that told me they serve these same kinds of soup there. So if you ever get a chance to go, screw the show, screw everything. You can also get drinks in a big boot at the Dick. Yeah, that's awesome. That's mm-hmm. fun. Delish. But that soup, man, God, it's so good. I've got to recreate it. I'm going to try it one weekend. Probably no, this is not going to be high on Joey's board. I already know, but cream of vegetable. Joey. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. <laughs> be this, honest, uh, man. Collection of first round picks has been very awesome. <laughs> I mean, we've got lobster sitting next to cream of vegetable <laughs> and potato soup. Yeah, you're right. Um, so I would have to say Pat Mason's definitely taking the lead right now. <laughs> All right. Well, he is the soup expert, so that would make sense. Uh, but we head to round two. Chandler. I don't even know if this is an actual soup. I oh think boy. you can make it. Uh, if this ex- exists, I would love it. But buffalo chicken soup. Mm. Joey. Now, I- I'll be with, I'll be honest with you. You can make spicy chicken soup, of course. Coming from a Hispanic household, had that all the time. Mm-hmm. Buffalo chicken, however, I'm not sure. But I will say that's a pretty good soup. All right. Okay. 
good second rounder. Definitely better than Potato. Okay. Patrick. Uh, clam chowder. Damn. <laughs> clam chowder is old faithful. That's a great second round pick. Throw some oyster crackers in there. Is that the steal of the draft so far, Joey? Uh, let's wait to the draft. Just right. a little filled out. We'll see. Now that, that is a great, great answer. Yeah. Good uh, I was gonna go clam chowder. I'm assuming you're going with the white. Yep. Yeah, yeah the white. New England clam chowder. All right, I'm sticking in the chowder family, and I'm going with chicken corn chowder. Ooh. Now these Man. are canned by the big soup companies, and they're pretty good. You can also try to make your own, but I love it. It's thick. It's got nice pieces of white meat chicken in it, and uh, corn and the chat. Like, it all comes together lovely it's so very uh hearty chicken corn chowder what do you think joey well, that's a solid pick very filling uh definitely something you want to have before your dinner all right i feel like we had a strong round two compared to our round one <laughs> yeah all right chandler can you come up with two more you got one pick here you uh, just invented your own soup a moment you ago. may or may not be googling soups as we speak <laughs> i am um i'm gonna go man i'm gonna go with a bisque i want to go with tomato bisque I'm not a big tomato guy, but I'll, <laughs> Joey's over there disgusted. That's, that's, that's like the only ingredient. Yeah, it's like, not a big tomato guy. So give me tomato just bisque. Just give me tomato <laughs> and Let me finish, form. guys. I was going to say, I don't usually like tomatoes, but I will eat a tomato bisque. That's about anything tomato. And ketchup. I like ketchup. <laughs> Joey. I don't even know if I really want to comment on the pick too much. All right. Wow. Yeah. You have a Well, as soon as I said it, I knew it was a bad yeah, pick. He, he, as soon as I said it, up. I looked over there and he was like this. He said, you're not going to be the GM of my favorite team anytime soon. <laughs> we you know, I'm not it. upset, guys. I'm not a soup guy. So, I'm in, I'm in a draft. And you're I'm, you're I'm, in foreign territory here. Dude, I'm That's out fair. of the box here. I mean, the way right. you set it up, it just sounded like you described a bunch of Oh, I want a right-handed pitcher, but you recruited three lefties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Patrick. Um, my for my third pick, I'm going French onion soup. Man, I tell you what, even if you don't like it, you can Man. tell this guy is a soup savant. <laughs> he is nailing it. You are a natural with the, with the melted cheese on the top. Oh, yeah, man. French so, onion, Joey. Yeah, that's a solid pick. You can definitely tell the veteran presence <laughs> yeah. in the room. Yeah, we're getting waxed here. <laughs> um. All right, this one, I don't know. I, I, this might make Joey leave. He might, this might make him mad. This is an old classic, classic taste. It's a specific brand, but it's Campbell's Alphabet Soup. Something about that taste. <laughs> is it with, like, the red broth? Am I thinking the right Yeah. Thing? Okay. Something about that flavor reminds me of home, reminds me of childhood. Nostalgic pick. The letters and the... Um, uh, the noodles they're very good the vegetables are are fresh <laughs> but just something about that taste reminds me of home i'm going campbell's alphabet soup and you know what for this is the third round correct yeah, yeah i'll have to say that's a great third round pick <laughs> all right it uh, makes me feel rem- a lot better just be able to reminisce on the days that you know. yeah you're right that, that's kind of a value pick yeah because it's uh it's, a, it's an old old staple all right uh chandler final pick um, I think I'm going to go with the soup you get pre-meal at like Japan Inn or somewhere. Like the miso soup? That's not right. Miso. Give me miso. Miso hungry for some soup. So that is just, um, it does have a taste to it, but really to me, it just tastes like boiling water with some spices in it. Yeah. It's like a salt. Super hot. Uh, how about miso? 
I definitely uh, like the soup. Don't get me wrong. When you go to a restaurant like that, that's the soup that I enjoy. But um, to cap off your draft, I, I wouldn't say you had a great time. That's probably your best pick thus far. I definitely didn't have a great time. <laughs> I'm straight up not having a great time. <laughs> if you reversed your picks, you might have had a. You might look at it better than that's you right. actually did it. All right, Patrick. To cap off your soup menu. Um, so for my fourth round, I think I'm going to go high floor. Maybe not the highest ceiling, but high floor pick, broccoli cheddar soup. Dang, man. <laughs> the uh, draft order is huge. <laughs> this guy yeah. is insane. Because I was going New England clam chowder, and I was going to go broccoli so I'm, I'm just swiping though. all the players ahead of time. Dude, you are cooking right now. <laughs> well, but here's the thing. If I had got those picks, if I was ahead of you in the draft, you still would have find, found something to put on your soup roster that would have been better than mine so like you got so many i just don't have enough bullets in the chamber you've got bullets for days yeah i do have some classics though too but i definitely would not have picked this alphabet soup so you might have kept one on the board for me broccoli and cheddar (laughs) all right um well dang that hurt me so i could go loaded potato soup here because that's different than potato soup yeah with the bacon and all that in it uh and i do like that one um but you know what there's 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 classics left on the board and i just don't know my favorite one i could go chicken noodle you know what i'm gonna go loaded potato because i like a cheese and a soup that's a good move i like the bacon i like the you know what we got cheese bacon taters if you get that soup cheesy it is it is top notch see that's where i messed up yeah. I didn't go to loaded uh, potato soup. Chandler went with the bases. He went straight tomato, straight potato. <laughs> uh, yeah, you are a basic B. Uh, loaded potato. That's a great pick. I That's feel like I awesome ended the draft pretty strong. Awesome pick. Yeah. All right. That's an awesome pick. So to recap, Joey, one more time, you can give us a, give us a letter grade. We like to grade, uh, grade drafts, not grade graphs, but grade <laughs> drafts. Chandler has potato soup, mm. buffalo chicken soup, delish, which may not exist, <laughs> uh, tomato bisque, divine, and miso soup. Give me some more. Well, it, like you guys said, I, if I'm going to be milk copper here, I got to be strict. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think the bare minimum I can give you is a D plus. Wow. <laughs> hey, there's a plus. Yeah. D plus. Hey, I, as long plus as there's a plus. Love you, Chandler, it you could know? be F plus, and I'd be like, hey, I got a plus. You got a plus. Way to go. All right, I'll, I'll do mine next. We'll save uh, Patrick for last. So I went with cream of vegetable. Very, uh, you got specific though. I know. That's, if you guys had a taste of this, you'd, you'd understand. Uh, chicken corn chowder, Campbell's alphabet soup, and loaded potato. What do you think about that draft? I'll be honest with you. Hearing it back, those last two picks definitely <coughs> helped your yeah. helped your stock. So for your grade, I'm I'll be I'll be honest. I'll go with a B minus. All right, I'll take that. Solid. I'll gladly accept that. Solid. And now for soup boy. I can't wait to hear this. Lobster bisque, clam chowder, French onion soup, broccoli and cheddar. <laughs> look, you, all right. Look, you say, hey, we just had a draft, and you showed me that draft yeah. order. I'd be like. <laughs> All right, whoever did this knows his soup. That sounds like the top four picks of a soup guy. Of a soup expert. Yeah. And I'm just glad you're not a giant fraud, Patrick. We could have done this, and you could have exposed. You could have had a list like me. You yeah, could have like been exposed as a, a fake, a phony. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll go to the judge here. What do you got for Patrick's letter grade? I'll be honest with you. It sounds like the 2018 Golden State Warriors. <laughs> KD, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and Draymond. Yeah, that's a, that's an A for, for me. All right. I mean, just no weak spot. <laughs> no plus. Yeah, that's, that's a strong. <laughs> that's true. Hey, we're the plus boys. Let's go. <laughs> you're minus. Damn, you're right. 
So you're better than me. You're D plus. Am I B minus? Got a strong rookie. That's what class. I do. Chad said, "How is chicken and ganache? G- gana- Noki. Ganache, ganache, noki. <laughs> chicken and noki. What is ganache? Is that's the thing too, right? It might be, but I don't know. Noki, chicken and noki is very good. I think the one from Olive Garden is pretty good. All right, so what did we miss? There's a rant like I was like chicken I was, noodle. I was thinking yeah. about like ever had egg drop soup from a Chinese restaurant? Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. I get that. Um, I don't know. I mean, th- there's there's plenty out there." <coughs> Uh, Chandler needs to get a soup game up, says Cass. Jamie says, I'm Team Chandler, but Joey has planted his flag. That was great analysis <laughs> by Joey. He said Joey will be cleaning bathrooms tonight after giving Chandler a D+. Plus. No. <laughs> no, we don't take it personal. Like, th- this is... No. I like that Joey took his job seriously. Yeah. He, like he, I would rather him be real with me than fake. He was a real and he was being man. real. He I'll was, be real with you, Chandler. I'm not the expert on soups either, but I do have right. my phone here to me. And I'll be surprised that I didn't hear creamy tortellini. Oh, wow. Hey, okay. that, that was his, uh, what was the snub in this draft? You know, yeah, draft that, that, was, uh, that was a snub. Draft snub. What's a good uh, Puerto Rican soup? Is soup, is soup a popular? Oh, yeah, most definitely, but I'll be real with you. Talking to the mic. Uh, definitely, you but I'll be real with you. Um, growing up, my mother made it way too much. <laughs> oh my god souped out yeah i got to like nine and ten i really didn't eat anymore so. <laughs> mom mix it up mom what was the soup oh man i don't know that name what was in the soup uh, potatoes corn peppers chicken broccoli cheese you had a little bit of everything just whatever you yeah. got dude in a soup everything Sounds but good. the kitchen sink <laughs> uh chad Carwan says chicken tortilla soup, which is Watlington's favorite. You're not a fan, though, right? Not really. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's okay, but it's not something I'd order on purpose. All right. We got to take a break. Uh, we're going to do a hat draft when we return, and Joey is a hat guy, so we'll find out um, what he thinks about our MLB hat draft. <clears throat> Ganache is usually chocolate that you pour over dessert and let it pour over the sides noki is a hand-rolled potato pasta thank you josh jackson very different things for helping (laughs) us out with that all right we got the hat draft and if you got any more questions regarding pirate football pirate baseball or more you can get those in as well with p mace as we roll on pirate radio live after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. They are open every day and have two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. And both locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol-free high-octane gas. Country Mart filling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. 
Yeah, you could prepare for something we talk about. <laughs> I've been looking. Okay, he's looking. Chandler's looking. But I also, like, the none of these logos are good. Well, All right, you can just pass, I guess, on your picks. You don't have to. Just go on bike helmet for pick one. <laughs> just picking your favorite uh, MLB hats. That's what we're about to do here as we wrap it up with Patrick Mason. The rule is you can pick a maximum of two throwbacks. So we're basically going basic MLB hats that the teams wear today, but you can select a max of two throwbacks. Uh, for the draft order, I'm going to hit this again three times. The numbers remain the same. One, two, three. <coughs> So we're going to go Patrick first, me second, and Chandler third. So Patrick, you are first on the board, MLB hat draft. All right. For my first pick, um, probably it's going to be that White Sox throwback. That's the the 80, 83 with the, the red and white with the guy holding the bat. With the batter. Yeah. Okay. I think that that's going to be my pick. Top All of right. Trail. Don't so, you have that hat? Clip. Uh, I don't have any red on mine. Mine is just black and white. It's actually got a little silver in it, too. But I, I just love that logo. The White Sox have uh, some cool throwback hats. All right, so everything's kind of open to me right now. Um, I love a white front panel on a hat. I love a tri-colored hat. And the Orioles going back to the old bird. I like the colors of it. I think the look. Oh, I forgot. Um, well, we'll get our grades here in a minute. Um, I'm going Orioles home hat, the, the hat that they wear now, which is their throwback bird. With the bird. But the tri-color white, uh, white front panel. That is look. a clean look. I, I just love that hat. I'm going Orioles. That was um, on my big board. Real quick, uh, I tell you what, we'll do it round by round. So Chandler, go ahead and wrap up round one. Um, I think this is kind of their standard hat now, but it's their throwback logo, the Brewers. So which one? It's what? it's the the glove. The glove that is on my list. Me too. That was on my on my board. <laughs> and I think you're right. I think that's their basic hat now. Yeah, with the ball. It used and the to glove. be the M, and now it's just it's it's this. All right, that's a strong first round. Uh, yeah. We'll go to Joey real quick. Joey, throwback White Sox, Orioles, and Brewers glove. I will say for the number one pick, the throwback White Sox, it's a good hat. Don't get me wrong, very good hat. But with all the great hats there is in the MLB, I don't know if that's number one. Bit of a reach. Bit of a reach. Number two with that Orioles hat, I do like that hat. White front front trim with the bird on there. Um, I guess maybe because I'm younger, I really look at that hat, and I think Adley Rutschman. All right. Yep. And then uh, with the last pick, the Brewers. Yeah, I do like the glove way more than that. M with, I guess, a little flower on the bottom or whatever. The uh, the wheat. Wheat. The wheat. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, so, uh, and I like that one, too. Round. I had that one in the 90s when they first came out with that. But uh, anyway. All right. Good first round. Patrick. Uh, I'm going to burn my second throwback right off the bat. I'm going to go with the, the Devil Rays hat um, with the with the actual Devil Ray on the hat. With the Stingray yeah, on the, sting the hat. Ray. I love that thing. So throwback Devil Rays. So Patrick has used his throwbacks. All right. Um I've got some things jotted down here. I, I'm going to go second White Sox hat off the board. This is more nostalgia a little bit, but the socks diagonally down the hat. You've got Dr. Dre saying I've got the chrome to the side of his White Sox hat. I feel like rappers made that popular. Oh, yeah. 
uh, my middle school AG Cox had Cox in a similar diagonal design with a C instead of the uh, the OX on the bottom right. Um, just, the S is beautiful. I love that socks diagonally, and Frank Thomas made it cool. Give me uh, white socks, black and white hat. Is the Diamondbacks with a snake on it? Is that a standard or is that a? <clears throat> I think the standard has a has an A on it. But I also feel like the the I don't know. That's not what they wear now. But I like the snake. Okay. Diamondbacks. That's like a Randy Johnson reminded me of. I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> so I throw it back. All right, oh so he's... yeah, with the D. Yep. Yeah, a snake head and the D. All right. Yeah, I'll give you that one. That does that count as my third, my second throwback? Um, I don't know. If that's a throwback or an alternate hat. I'd have to say that's a throwback. Okay, we'll count it as a throwback. Diamondbacks throwback. All right, you got Devil Rays throwback, White Sox current, and Diamondbacks throwback. Joey, uh, that was a great second round, boys. I'll be honest. <laughs> with you. Uh, the Devil Rays is good, good throwback. I mean, you even see it in the movie sometimes. Uh, the White Sox hat. I do, that Dr. Dre. Uh, yeah, no, that's a clean hat. I liked. I just saw a picture of it as well. And then also with the Diamondbacks, uh, Arizona, that's more of a memorabilia for me too because I only baseball I have that signed by a player is a Diamondbacks player, and that was uh, with that snake logo on there. Who is it? Oh, shouldn't ask. All right, Chad Tracy. We move on to round three, Patrick. Um, so I got to stick with current. I'm going to go <laughs> Toronto Blue Jays. I love the Blue Jays hat. I was looking at hat rankings just to kind of get myself uh updated on some hats they had the blue jays like 26th that's way oh, too are low. you kidding me yeah. that is a top five hat currently yeah it is awesome i have a like an alternate hat that's just a the flat the maple leaf mm-hmm. in red which i think is cool but i love the uh colors and the blue jay looks cool yeah. i think that's a great pick but we'll see what the judge has to say in a moment what else do i have here uh we'll go and I don't know if this is a throwback or not. I'm not sure what they are currently wearing. But I'll go um, Ken Griffey Jr. Teal Mariner's hat. Ooh, that's solid. Yeah. Um, that he made cool. Wearing backward? Back in the day. That one right there where he's uh, wearing it backwards. He's hitting home runs. So, Joey, just to get a look, that I'm going that old school Teal Mariner's clean as a whistle. Uh, Chandler, you want to get a, some eyeballs on that baby? Solid oh, pick. yeah, that's good. That's beautiful. You going to wear it backwards? Uh, have to. Yeah. You have to. Give me Teal Mariners, and we'll count that as a uh, throwback for me. All right, Chandler. I just thought about this, but the Brewers pick that I had, that we didn't count that as a throwback since they wear it now. Correct. I'm going to go with a throwback. Uh, I'm going to go with a specific color of this hat. I always liked the logo, especially back in the like 2K11 MLB games. Um I'm going to go the Miami uh, Marlins. Florida Marlins. Florida Marlins. Florida Marlins, actually. The teal Florida. Teal. Yep. Here. Love that hat. I had the one, it. The one in the middle. I had it in 1993. So I'm going to go with that, with the F and the the Marlin. Great hat. G- give me that. I like the color of that hat. All right, Joey, how about that round? Blue Jays, current, teal, Mariners, throwback, throwback Marlins, teal. A lot of teal. I'll tell you what, this draft has been a lot better than the Super Draft. Yeah. You guys are not missing, I'll be honest with you. With the yeah. Blue Jays, my favorite part about that has just the tiny little accent of the Canadian uh, maple leaf in the corner. Uh, with the, <laughs> all about the details. Yeah, all about oh, yeah. it. 
Ken, uh, Ken Griffey with that teal hat just making it legendary. That's a solid pick, especially in the third round. Man. And then uh, beautiful with that last pick, that was the Florida Marlins. Florida Marlins. Yeah, it, I like that, especially because of tribute back to being a Florida team instead of now just Miami. All right, there you go. Patrick, final pick. Final pick, Pittsburgh Pirates. Man, mm. you are a snake. I don't like being behind you in draft. <laughs> now, this one is not going for the wow factor. This is a classic look. It's just nice and clean. I like the colors. Uh, the gold P yep. kind of pops. Yep. And just real clean. I love it. Now, Joey's a younger guy. He might want something a little more flashy, a little more look at me. But as far as just classics go, yeah. Um, and on that note, I might pick one that I'll never wear and never own because I can't bring myself to do it. I think I know where you're going with this. I, I can't believe I'm going to do this. I'm going to go throwback Phillies, mm. like the Mike Schmidt era <coughs> with that dark, whatever that is, color is, maroon. Uh, but the throwback Phillies, I'm going just the dark with the P. So that one right there. That is a really cool That's what I'm going with. Uh, again, I will never own this hat. I can't bring myself to wear any Philadelphia gear. That's fair. But I love the color scheme. Love the hat. Give me throwback <clears throat> Phillies. All right, Chandler, last pick. I think I'm going to go. All right, so I was thinking about going with the Cubs, but their C is just too bland for me. So I think I want to go with the Cincinnati Reds hat. C for Chandler. Just the uh, okay. It's got more of some C for to Chandler. It. <laughs> yeah. I uh, yeah, I had a Cubs hat that I wore just because I had a C on the front. Mm-hmm. Um, Cincinnati Reds. Um, our older audience might like that because they'll think back to the Big Red Machine and things like that. Um, and I'm doing it for the voice uh, for Jeff Charles. All right, so Joey Pirates throwback Phillies Reds. Uh, so, for me, with the Pirates, I know you said yeah, it's a bit of a classic, but less of a, st- a standard hat. But for me, I've always loved it. Being Puerto Rican, Roberto Clemente. Okay. Legend. There you game, go. So, got to love that hat. All right. Um, and your hat was Throwback Phillies. Throwback Phillies. How you feel? Uh, maroon is nice, you know. Yeah. It's, it's a good. It's you a don't good love color, it. That's but probably. I don't like the Phillies. So. All right. Uh, and, uh, Chandler with the Reds. I can't debate that. If that's a tribute to the voice, I can't debate I know. That, that was kind of uh, – that was a bit of a cheap pop, uh, to use a wrestling term. But you know what? It worked. And you know what? If you want to go voice, uh, maybe best hat – and there's a million hats out there. But the Detroit Tigers hat, very simple but classic, the way the D is. I would do that for Brian Weingarts. <laughs> yeah, he always wears <laughs> he that He always hat. wears that hat. We left a million hats on the board, we and did. we don't have time uh, to get into them because we are past time. we got to let Patrick go so we can talk to Jacob Jenkins Coward. But we will have more uh, drafts coming up later on this summer. If you have a, uh, a good topic for us or something you'd like us to draft, whether it be sports, entertainment, whatever uh let us know give us some good topics and we'll do that on wednesdays patrick uh, what you got coming up on the page of the daily reflector uh just some some summer stuff really just some kind of looking at some longer term stories but uh just you know <laughs> just be surprised i guess when yeah you pick it up not a ton going on now so time to preview football which we'll be doing thursday with aaron mcmahon from m live and from ann arbor news we'll talk michigan football steve cotton got him lined up for next week play-by-play voice of marshall so 
kind of getting into preview season here yep, a little bit absolutely all right thanks for hanging out patrick yeah thanks we'll take a time out come back when we return jacob jenkins coward joins us on the pirate radio live line more to go pirate radio live on a wednesday back with you after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home or save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's a sub above. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Just had our hat draft with Patrick Mason, Chandler Honeycutt. Chad had some good uh, some good picks. It might have just given me my next hat that I'm going to purchase. Uh, in round one, Chad would have taken the white panel, old school Montreal Expos hat. That's a good looking hat. Good looking hat, Chad. Good call. Did anybody pick the old school milwaukee brewers hat well which one because the one they wear now i'm talking about the one the with the yellow the glove. yeah with the glove chandler selected that yeah. okay okay because they wear that currently now they yeah wear they, now. they go back and forth with it but yeah i've, I've always liked like that hat uh chad's second pick was i had to look this one up i couldn't remember it but i see it now it's a gray orioles hat with the old bird and a black uh black bill he says that they wore in the late 90s uh chad is an o's fan so i had to get some o's in there but uh that expos hat's clean that would have been a great selection on our draft uh maybe we'll talk logos and hats with jacob jenkins coward who joins us here on the pirate radio live line jc how you doing man what's up clip how are you good we just had a mlb hat draft what are your uh your favorite mlb hats could you name three or four um I know the uh, City Connect Boston Red Sox hat. It's like a teal blue with yellow. Yeah, I think, Shirley, you wore that yesterday, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, okay. That one's electric. Um, the Milwaukee Braves hat with the uh, uh, Indian or Warrior. Oh, yeah. All right. It was navy blue with the Warrior and the red bill. And then I'm going to go out of the – MLB here and go with the 4th of July special Burlington Sock Puppets Road Hat. <laughs> All right. Very uh, specific. I'll have to look that one up and uh, maybe add it to the collection. Jacob Jenkins Coward, a hat connoisseur, joining us. Braves fan as well, by the way. Uh, update on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by The Buck. Braves and Tigers. Game two is underway and uh no score in that game braves won game one earlier today 10 to 7 over the tigers all right jacob uh what are you up to this summer uh, where are you at right now i am at, on the couch at home right now friday i'll be flying up to the cape for summer ball awesome so uh playing in the cape the uh, that is the elite summer league and uh jc what team are you playing for this year yarmouth dennis red sox 
All right, where you? Uh, and I talked about this with Groves yesterday. The uh, the living situation, the host family. So, who are you going to be living with? I I don't know yet. Yeah, uh, um, I I know I have a uh, the arrangements are made. I've, I just haven't been notified of the name of the family I'm staying with yet. Have you experienced that before? Uh, previously playing summer ball, have you like lived with a a, a stranger family? Uh, last year. Um, in the Appalachian League with the sock puppets, we had suites in a hotel. Gotcha. Okay. It's just uh, it's an interesting concept, foreign to me. Uh, but Josh talked about how much fun he had with the host family and stuff like that. Well, that'll be cool. And uh, it'll be taking on some good competition uh, up there as well, JC. It's kind of, uh, I think they made a movie about it back in the day, right? What was the movie about the uh, Cape League? Freddie Prince uh, Jr., anybody? Shirley? Yeah. Summer? Summer Catch? It, that sounds like I never is. watched the movie. I know it's a movie, though. I'll, I'll look it up. Point being, JC, it's a pretty, you know, esteemed league. Uh, pretty cool to be playing up there, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, Jacob, how about how the season ended? Two awesome wins against Oklahoma, two tough ones uh, against Virginia, but how about how the team played up there in Charlottesville for the regional? Yeah, it, it, was, it was a really good time. I think... Uh, we played some of our best baseball there um, that we did all year, but I think we just fell short a couple times when, you know, the ball goes our way or we get a big hit. You never know. Anything could be different. Yeah, and, and man, we talked about it with uh, with Cliff and, and with Josh and other guys about Starling getting up. So Lane Hoover uh, singles through the left side of the infield. Jacob Starling's up against the lefty, the spot you want him, bases loaded, down four. And, man, uh, how close was he to that one, Jay? He just missed it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he, we thought we thought I had a chance, but um, him, him coming out of the box, he knew he had missed it, so I kind of – deflated the tires but you know he was he had a really good weekend and uh, a lot of the, a lot of the guys did so it was really really good to see him hitting the ball well jacob uh, how about yourself i mean coming off a great freshman year uh you had a good year in 2023 but hampered by that injury and i don't know did did you feel 100 percent coming back how much did that affect you the second half of the season coming back from that brutal injury uh, i felt great um they're you know it, you know early coming back you know i felt a little slow but once i got back into the swing of things i felt really good yeah okay so um i don't know no that wasn't a factor at all in your opinion uh i'd say when we played at wichita state um i wasn't moving my best i was it was the first weekend back and i could yeah. jump right into double header but uh, i'd say after a couple weeks i felt good how about the uh, the numbers this year, JC, uh, that you put up for the Pirates? Nine home runs, 45 RBIs. You hit 294. Uh, do you have like goals going into a year? And and if so, did you accomplish them? Or if not, uh, what do you think about those numbers to wrap up the season? Uh, I think, you know, it is what it is. Um, and I was just really just trying to do whatever i can to help the team win and you know i don't really care about my numbers at this point in time um but you know i didn't really swing the bat the greatest that i could i think um but you know that's baseball so we'll get back on it are you uh what's the schedule like when you play summer ball and then what you're about to go into are you going to be playing almost every day jacob do you do you get a break in uh now and then what's it going to be like do you know 
Yeah, so it'll be the schedule is five games in a row and then a day off, and just repeat that cycle. Yeah, and you uh, you cool with playing every day? Do you like you know staying active, or would you rather kind of get more rest in? What what do you prefer? No, I'd absolutely love to play every day. <laughs> you want to be out there every single day, and uh, you will be uh, up at the Cape Cod League. When do you say you're heading up there, Jacob? Friday morning, I'll hop on a plane up there. Good deal, good deal. So that's uh, the summer plans for JC, and then I guess uh, a little bit of time off. How much time off do you get between summer ball and uh, when you guys start up fall ball and the Purple Gold World Series and that stuff, Jacob? Um, we, uh, I think we have to be back to school uh, August 16th, somewhere around that week, and uh, the regular season will finish August 2nd. So hopefully we, we, we get hot and make a playoff run. And I'll be up there for a little longer. I think the twelfth is the end of the playoffs. Could so be a tight window. Yeah, and in between that, you got the MLB draft coming up, and we've talked to both Josh's, Josh Moylan and Josh Gross, who said, "Yeah, it's our dream. We want to get drafted." They also said that if if it doesn't work out the way they want it to, if the numbers aren't right, uh, they'll be back. Uh, would not mind being back at ECU. So that's uh, what they said to us on Monday and Tuesday, and I know you'll be keeping an eye on the draft, see what happens with your teammates, Jacob. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited for those guys. They they put in all the work, and they, they deserve it. So I hope everything you know is in the cards for them and they, they get to go fulfill their dream. Yeah, and uh, you'll be, uh, you know, in that same boat coming up this time next year, uh, hopefully, where uh, you'll be getting your name called. And I don't know, how much do you think about that? I mean, you see, like, former Pirates in minor league baseball, in major league baseball. You got to focus on the day-to-day. But what about that dream, Jacob? How much do you think about the the next level while you're playing at ECU? Um, I'd say it wasn't, you know, it's always in the big picture. Um and you can't lose sight of the big picture and like what like I can't lose sight of my goals because what I'm doing daily is, is really directed towards my goals so um, it's not in the forefront of my mind every day but at the same time you know when I look up from working I can I can see the big picture I can see it yeah Jacob Jenkins Coward joining us Jacob you know this offseason you're going to be playing up there um, in the Cape Cod League you got fall ball of course anything in particular you want to improve on anything you're going to focus on this offseason to to get better at um i think i need to get uh, a little bit of an edge back uh, i think uh, coming into this year i was a little bit complacent with where i was and that you know that kind of took away some competitiveness and i think that's one of the main things you got to be a good competitor before you can be a good baseball player so i really want to go up there and um prove prove everything to everybody make sure nobody leaves the game without remembering my name and then uh physically um i want to see what i can do to put on some weight it's gonna be hard while i'm playing but um i need to put some weight back on i lost a couple pounds during surgery and then um really just refining the swing getting better in the outfield stuff like that yeah uh great answer it's great that you can recognize yourself that uh you need to get that edge back and uh certainly looking forward to an edgier jacob jenkins coward uh jamie on youtube this is a good question and uh first of all how much baseball have you watched did you watch the super regionals uh last weekend jacob yeah i pretty much watched every game that i uh that i could or that i knew somebody 
on the team. Yeah, Jamie asking, are you rooting for Virginia since they beat you, or if you know any guys there, or do you have any other rooting interest? Uh, do you have a rooting interest at all in these College World Series games? Uh, not really. You know, I'm pretty unbiased. Um, I really like the way Virginia plays the game. Uh, they're really well coached. The only thing that hurts me is that their helmets fall off when they run. Um, but now I'd say I'd like Virginia to make a good run. They, they deserve it. They work hard, stuff like that. A good deal. Jacob Jenkins Coward joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Well, JC, it's been great talking with you this season, man, getting to know knowing you. You uh you got a lot of fans out there just for your uh your personality and obviously what you do on the field as well. So keep up the good work. We'll be uh checking in with you, keeping up with you uh during the summer up in the Cape Cod League and uh hopefully can talk to you again down the road, man. Absolutely. Thank you, Jacob. See you, man. Thanks, All right, there is JC Jacob Jenkins Coward. Loved his answers on improvements, and a lot of guys will say just want to get in the cage or just want to catch fly balls or whatever. He he's, he said he's got to get his edge back. Uh, so that was an interesting answer, and also talked about putting on uh, some weight as well and the weight he lost during that injury when he was uh, you know bedridden for uh for that brutal injury that he suffered all right great to catch up with jc josh moylan josh grows this week on pirate radio live as part of the delcor players lounge and it is getting hot you want to make sure you are good to go when it comes to your ac so call the service professionals or go online uh delcorinc.com uh, give them a call, 321-8868. The service professionals will take care of you. All right, let's get a break. And I'll tell you what, Charlie, let's go and open up the booty bag. Make somebody a winner here on Pirate Radio Live. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. 317-1250, what are we giving away on this Wednesday? A $10 gift card to A.J. McMurphy's. I'll be at A.J.'s tonight. Chan Man will be there. Joey, we got to get you out there sometime. Sports trivia going on at 8 o'clock. I've got my questions all ready to go. Got some good ones tonight. So uh, come on out. Bring a crew. Bring yourself. And uh, have a good time. 8 o'clock at AJ's. You can win a gift card right now if you're caller number 5. 317-1250. More to go. Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Russell's Clothing in downtown Washington has everything you need for game day or any other day for men and women. Whether it's dress, casual, or even a formal occasion, Russell's has you covered. They've served Eastern North Carolina and beyond for 40 years with quality clothing and personal service. Russell's Clothing on Main Street in downtown Washington. Pirates supporting pirates. And congratulations to Josh Lilly of Greenville. Got a $10 gift card to AJ's. And the best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. They have daily food and drink specials, an awesome patio, and there's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with Clip Brock on Wednesday nights. They have live music every Friday and Saturday. They have no cover uh, for Friday and Saturday, and of course, they have brunch every Sunday. So make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. A couple of things. Shirley, did you see the shirt Don uh, Edwards was... uh... 
modeling today? No, I have not. On the UBE Facebook page? No, I have not, but uh, I need to see it. Don Edwards, I'll, I'll read it and show it. He's wearing a shirt. On the back of it, it says, I never dreamed I'd be a sexy ECU dad, but here I am killing it. Oh, and, my goodness. And Don, and is, Don is sporting that shirt. Absolutely rocking it. So uh, Love it. I don't know if I'm going to get my dad that for Father's Day, but... Um, it's uh, it's available uh there you go and don looks great in it gotta say all right coming up at six the second episode of storytellers uh shirley rhodes the host of that podcast and we'll be talking to houston mccullough you may remember houston from her time here at ecu uh, and what she did with social content and now she is doing it big down in orlando with the orlando magic yeah, because, uh, and I'm not even sure if anybody knew this or not, because I didn't know it at the time, that I thought when Houston was here that Houston was actually an ECU student, and she wasn't. She was actually a full-time employee, uh, but she just blended in with uh, with everybody else uh, so easily. But uh, she is a TCU grad and spent some time over at Southern Miss before she came to East Carolina and uh, had an opportunity to uh, kind of go into a realm of digital media that she's never done before. So she is the lead videographer and producer for the Orlando Magic, and uh, she just finished out her first season. So we talk about that. We talk about some of her uh, uh, favorite shots. Uh, she actually is involved with uh, you know, creating graphics, but also still photography and, of course, video. So it's a, it's a little bit of everything, but um, I thought it was very interesting, like her path growing up in Arkansas and winding up in Greenville, North Carolina, and now down in Orlando. So yeah. had a chance to uh, talk to Houston and uh, appreciate her time. So we've got that podcast coming up at 6 o'clock. It's also up on uh, wherever you get uh, po- your podcasts from. Uh, it is it is already up there, so you can uh, grab it from wherever. All right, and we'll air it on Pirate Radio coming up at 6. And then after that, we have O's Baseball and the Orioles coming off a win over the Blue Jays. They'll take on the Jays again tonight and we'll talk about that right now with mark brown camdenchat.com who joins us on the pirate radio live line mark how you doing today cliff i'm doing pretty good it's a good time here in birdland the orioles are 18 games over 500 for the first time since july of 2016 wow that was a long while ago and for me i felt how long ago that was because that's before i even met my wife so it's (laughs) that it was literally a different era of my life um so, yeah, it's uh, things are going well so far in 2023. Well, the O's uh, played some home run derby last night and defeated the Blue Jays 11-6. to And we're talking about a Blue Jays team that was seven games over 500 heading into that game last night, Mark. And, and how about that? Just you're, you're playing these AL East teams. You, you've beat some good teams, whether it be in the National League or, or outside your division this year. But... I don't know. It really starts to feel like you got something when you can pound these uh, these rivals, and uh, that happened last night in Camden Yards. Yeah, and not only that, but the Blue Jays pitcher was Chris Bassett, who they signed as a yeah. free agent this past off season, and he had an ERA going into that game of something like three point two, and the Orioles hung eight runs on him in uh, three innings, uh, capped by Gunnar Henderson hitting a grand slam, his third game in a row where he's hit a home run. So. You know, he's been on really uh, a tear for the last several weeks after kind of scuffling to begin the season. And it's nice to see, 
that, uh, you know, even as some players who were hot to begin the season are cooling off a bit, that others maybe are heating up a bit to help uh, even things out and keep keep things rolling. Yeah, Henderson uh, in that leadoff spot, red hot for the Orioles right now as they win it last night. They'll take on the Blue Jays again tonight, and you can hear it right here on Pirate Radio. What's the uh, the status of Cedric Mullins? Is he still out for the O's? Yeah, he uh, he suffered a groin strain, and so he hasn't played for a couple of weeks. And it's not exactly known when his uh, return is going to be. All they said was that they're hoping it's going to be weeks and not months, but that's very vague, right? So his last game played was when he got hurt uh, running out of ground ball to first base. It was May the 29th. So, I mean, you're a little talking a little bit more than two weeks since then. I'm not expecting to end up seeing him for – I feel like if he's back by the end of the All-Star break, that would probably be a good outcome. Maybe sooner if it ends up being sooner. But, you know, the, if it ends up being six weeks, the Orioles could still say, oh, well, you know, we said weeks, not months, because six weeks isn't two months, right? But, you know, uh, who knows? I, I feel like baseball injuries always end up going longer than whatever they say at first. <laughs> no doubt. Mark Brown joining us, CamdenChat.com. The O's in second place in the AL East, just four games back of the Tampa Bay Rays, who continue to put up wins. 48-22 and 22 are the Rays this year. Speaking of that division, Mark, what's it like to, to take a guy off the Yankees scrap heap, uh, Aaron Hicks, and, and have him performing for you in Baltimore? I, I know he's got a, a chip on his shoulder and uh, not a bad guy to have uh, with revenge on his mind to want to you know, beat the Yankees, finish higher than the Yankees, and uh, he's been pretty good for Baltimore, right? Yeah, you know, Cliff, I really rolled my eyes when the Orioles <laughs> signed him because it was just like, you know, look at how he's performed over the last few years. And it was just like, okay, what is this guy going to bring to the team? Uh, General Manager Mike Elias gave a quote that was something like, you know, we're looking at information that's more than just back of the baseball card stats, and we think he can be a useful player for us. And I was like, sure, whatever you say, Mike. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's only been 11 games, yeah. but he's gotten on base in every one of those games. Uh, he's hitting 364. He's hit two home runs, so he's slugging 667. You know, uh, that's certainly, even if he craters from here, I didn't expect 11 good games out of Aaron Hicks, you know, so uh, I'm willing to eat a little crow on that one. Uh, I, maybe Mike Elias was onto something and thinking the Orioles could uh, unlock some potential in Hicks a bit. Uh, there was a, uh, an interview with him. I, it was in one of the newspapers. I forget if it's the Baltimore Sun or the Baltimore Banner, but they said basically that uh, the Orioles felt like they could help Hicks get back to his 2018 form. Like they had some video, and that was when his swing looked the best, and that was the best season he had with the Yankees. So I guess that's what they've been trying to do is make him party like it's 2018 again. And, uh, you know, through 11 games, that's working out pretty well. At least for now, yeah. So uh, we'll keep that going as long as they can for Aaron Hicks. Uh, there in Birdland. Mark Brown joining us. Mark, just looking at the pitching numbers uh, and the the starting pitching for Baltimore, no astronomical ERAs. Uh, the young Grayson Rodriguez numbers are pretty high, but you you think he'll he'll grow into a solid starter. But outside of that, uh, you know, how impressed have you been with the the starting pitching this year for Baltimore, doing what they need to do to, to kind of keep the team in the game and, and let the offense go win it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this was a group I was really worried about going into the season. I was not not excited that they uh, didn't make a bigger starting pitching signing over the offseason than Kyle Gibson. 
he's doing pretty much exactly what the team could have hoped for. He's averaging about six innings per start. He's got a below-league average ERA is 3.90, which is great for him because he was over five ERA with the Phillies last year. So there's another guy where it looks like the Orioles were maybe able to bring him in. And even though he's a, you know a veteran guy, he's 35 years old, uh, they could still suggest a couple little things for him and get him going in a good direction. And beyond him, I mean, I was really convinced that the trio of pitchers like Tyler Wells, Dean Kramer, and Kyle Bradish, all of whom have been pitching more or less pretty well. Kramer, a little bit more disappointing than the other two. But I was worried like two out of those three guys might just be like unplayably bad uh, in the rotation. And that's why I thought the Orioles needed to upgrade so bad. And, uh, you know, they're all getting it done so far. And, you know, Wells especially, I mean, he's got a 3.24 ERA after making uh, pitching in 13 games. Radish is right about at league average and Kramer. I mean, he's, he's the worst of the bunch, but even so 4.74 ERA isn't terrible. And he's had some good games, including last night where he allowed only two runs in six innings against the blue Jays, where you feel like, okay, if he can just string a few of these together, then, you know, he's going to be a fine, like number four, number five starter for a team that is, you know, 42 and 24 on the season, which is just an amazing record. Mark Brown joining us, Mark, uh, a month or so away from uh, the All-Star break. How many O's uh, do you think make an All-Star roster this year? Who's got a shot, and uh, who do you think gets in? Oh, you know, that's a great question, because this year, uh, you know, one of the things everybody's talking about is this finally going to be the year the Orioles get multiple All-Stars, because, <laughs> of course, since they started being bad, they've just had the token one guy per year. Uh, it seems like Adley Rutschman is a shoe-in at this point. He's leading the uh, American League voting for the catcher position and the first uh, update that they released earlier this week. And I feel like if Mullins hadn't been hurt, he was probably going to get a second All-Star bid as well. That's maybe going to hurt his case a little bit, even if he does return before the All-Star break. Um, you could you could definitely make a case for either of the Orioles' relievers at the back end of the bullpen, Yenier Cano, just the out-of-nowhere sensation for the first couple of months of the season and Felix Bautista who has struck out more than 50% of the batters he's faced this season. That's just an incredible performance even by the standards of you know modern hard-throwing relievers who are expected to strike out a lot of guys. That's that's absurd even considering that. So I mean and then add in also Wells who has one of the uh, lowest, I haven't looked for a couple starts, but he had one of the lowest batting average against of any starting pitcher. So surprisingly to me, three Orioles pitchers who you could make a case for them to be on the all-star team, in addition to Rutschman. Um, I think if I had to pick right now, I, I would guess it'll be Rutschman and Bautista, and that'll be it. But maybe it's luck into getting either Cano or Wells also recognized, or even Mullins, uh, and he just won't be able to play because of the injury or something. So, you know, um, not that having multiple All-Stars guarantees anything for the season, but I think it's something, another marker for Orioles fans to be excited about. Yeah, no doubt, definitely. And there's better players on the team. Mark Brown came to Chad.com joining us, enjoying this Orioles success after some dark years previously and um, some dark years uh, in Oakland right now, and the fans 
uh, showed their displeasure last night by attending the game, and uh, and quite a scene that was, Mark. And just looking at the top two headlines on uh, ESPN's MLB page, uh, it's got the story about last night. It says, in Oakland, frustrated A's fans unite, sound off. And then the second headline is Nevada passes $380 million bill to fund A's stadium. So you got uh, A's news going on on both ends there. But how about that scene in Oakland last night? What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine what that has to be like. It just goes to show you that there's some, you know, there's baseball passion that's still in the Oakland area. And I feel like, you know, it just it just goes to show that the owner is not investing in the team and is not, uh, you know, he just has his dreams of getting like a stadium and assorted real estate profile in Las Vegas. And he's not even really trying to like get a better stadium in Oakland or anything and just stay there because, you know, you could see, what was it? Almost 30,000 people showed up when the team was 18 and 50, just to say, Hey, you know, there's still fans here and I'm sure they would, you know, show up more if the team had been good, but Instead, the owner is just uh, abandoning a city of faithful fans. I, I just think it's a real shame. You know, um, uh, being a Baltimore fan, I, I grew up hearing about oh, when the Colts left. I was like uh, four months old when that happened, so that yeah. didn't really impact me. You know, but that was always like, you know, all the all the people older than me. Just, that was really a painful experience. And um, you know, for Oakland fans here, it seems like it's going to drag out for multiple years before they actually go play in whatever stadium gets built in Las Vegas. That's, uh, I mean, that's just a comical situation. I, I don't see how that's tenable, but it seems to be what they're forging ahead with. So I, I just feel bad for the Oakland fans. Like they, they clearly deserve better. Mark Brown came to chad.com joining us. Mark, you, you mentioned, uh, the, the football team in Baltimore leaving and then one returning with the Ravens in the 90s. And, and since we've last chat, I've watched it. I don't know why I didn't watch it earlier. It was great. The uh, Bullies of Baltimore, 30 for 30, which was awesome. Uh, it was right before Tony Saragusa passed away, um, but he was really good in it. And it's kind of sad to see him uh, just being his jolly self up there. But Ray Lewis and Brian Billick and all the others, it was really entertaining. On that note, Mark, if they were to make a 30 for 30 on an Orioles topic uh, from all the years you've followed them, what would be a story you would want told uh, from an Orioles standpoint? Oh, wow. Uh, that's a that's a great question. <laughs> you know, uh, it's not really a positive one, but I feel like the 0-21 start in 1988 is probably <laughs> really classic 30-for-30 material because it was just so, like, there were just so many different threads going on there, like with the team, and you had... Uh, you know, Cal Ripken Sr. was the manager to start that season. And then, you know, both Cal and Billy Ripken were on – Cal Jr. and Billy Ripken were on the team. Then he got fired in the middle of that. Um, there was this whole side plot of, like, one of the radio jockeys in town said he was going to uh, – I, I don't even remember what the exact details were, but it was something crazy. Like, he was going to sleep at the station and, like, be on air a crazy amount until the Orioles won a game. This was after they'd lost like seven in a row or something. And so it, it went on for another like two weeks about that. And that's like another part of Baltimore sports lore. And then, you know, it, it's just uh, eventually they won. And in the middle of there, you had um, the Orioles had their own, like the fantastic fans night where they sold out Memorial Stadium, even though the team was so bad, just coming back from a road trip. And, and you know, people wanted to show their support and, uh I think that would make a good 30 for 30, uh, you know, 
people younger than me, uh, I, I was I was four when this was happening. So yeah. and then I didn't totally experience it. But there's plenty of people even younger than me that just weren't even alive for that. So I think that would hit the uh, area of older people remember this and would be delighted by it, and like younger people would also learn something from yeah. kind of one of these uh, really unique. Um, sports experiences that happened there in the late 1980s no doubt uh that 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 is interesting and something that i'm not uh educated on so let's get that one done uh I, when you said this is not going to be a good one, I thought you were going to say Jeffrey Mayer, uh, right? Off. But oh gosh, <laughs> no, I don't think there's a whole thirty for thirty about him. Uh, I mean, I could go rant for thirty for thirty lengths about him, but uh, you know, there's there's not a documentary interesting in there. Um, you know, unless you turn that into like, here's how instant replay came into Major League Baseball, and yeah. like a you know, the first five minutes or something is just. I think they uh, they covered a little bit of it in the Derek Jeter uh, documentary that they had. Sure, so. yeah, yeah, it was like the launch of the Jeter legend. Definitely, without that, he uh, he would have had to find a different path to what he eventually became. But um, yeah, no, I, I I wouldn't watch that one. I would watch the '88 Orioles. I think if they made a thirty for thirty, but. All right, Mark. And, uh, Jeffrey Mayer, the better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you'll be tuned in to the O's tonight as they take on the Blue Jays. You can hear it right here on Pirate Radio. Uh, trying to win another one tonight. And uh, what's your, uh, I don't know, what's your preview of tonight's matchup on the pitching mound? Well, the uh, the Jays pitcher is Jose Barrios, who is having a very nice bounce back year. He was uh, over 5 ERA last year, and he's got a 3.67 so far this year. Uh, the Orioles did not face him when they swept the Blue Jays in Toronto uh, earlier in the season. And the same is true for Orioles starter Kyle Bradish did not face the Blue Jays when the Orioles played in Toronto earlier this year and swept. So for both of those guys, it's going to be a fresh look against these lineups. Um, you know, the Orioles lineup, it's probably not going to be the lineup uh, you would have expected uh, at the beginning of the year. You know, you got Hicks in there. Ryan O'Hearn is another kind of out-of-nowhere guy who's been having some early success. And... uh it's just going to be a matter of can some of these kind of completely unexpected guys continue to contribute along with can the guys who you would have expected at currently like Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, who've been well lately, uh, you know, can they keep going? And if that's a yes, then I think the Orioles will have a good chance to uh, get a six straight win. And, you know, if, if the offense suddenly goes cold for a night or even if Bradish gets torched, then, uh, you know, that'll be the end of the winning streak. Mark, good stuff. Thanks for joining us today, and hopefully the O's keep up the good work. We'll check back in with you uh, in July, uh, a little before the All-Star break, and uh, talk more O's baseball with you, man. All right, sounds great. Take care till then. Mark Brown, CamdenChad.com. O's playing well. You can hear him tonight against the Blue Jays here on Pirate Radio following Storyteller. Shirley Rhodes going to talk to Houston McCullough coming up at 6 o'clock. We'll take a break as we do. Update on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. Ronald Acuna Jr. is the best baseball player in the world. Just hit another home run. He's already got two runs scored in game two. They're only in the third inning. Game one earlier today, he hit a home run. He also stole a base, which he has 29 stolen bases already this year. Uh, Just phenomenal. 15 homers, 29 stolen bases for Acuna as we sit here in June, Braves up 3-0. Ozzie Albies also has homered in Game 2. 
uh, on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Braves up 3-0 as they play in the third over Detroit. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. East Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Roland Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group, offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's callnublue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here. Got a good show coming up tomorrow. We'll begin our opponent previews. With Aaron McMahon from MLive and Ann Arbor News. He is the beat writer for the Michigan Wolverines. Why is this team looked at as a championship contender? We will talk about that with Aaron McMahon coming up on Thursday. Also, the return of Jeff Nadeau. Have not talked to the big man on campus since, uh, I want to say, NFL draft in April. So uh, we'll have Jeff Nadeau back with us, formerly of Barstool Sports. I'll have to change his graphic. Now um, interviewing Baby Gronk's dad with uh, Coach JB (laughs) earlier this week. Did he really? Yeah. I missed that. All right. We'll we'll get a recap of that. Oh, my God. With Nadeau on Thursday. (laughs) Uh, Nadeau will join us, too preview the acc we'll talk a little pirate football and some acc football on thursday with the big man on campus also an interview that marcus crandall and i conducted a week or so ago with lester lyons uh, one of the all-time greats with ecu basketball Uh, you'll enjoy that interview coming up thursday as well and we'll play name that sound jerry heard welcome to the jungle coming back into the show and says is this a replay of the jim rome show are we about to have a smack off it's smack off season so we have pirate radio lives on smack off with uh captain bill and colin lagrange and all the other classics what day was uh, it? who wants who wants nick is it nick nicholas and farmville oh nicholas and farmville that's a good one who's nick no nah, i'm is it joe and newburn who's the uh who's the uh beers guy talks like um justin justin and newburn justin and who newburn. wants to go up against justin and newburn yeah was it last Friday we played some old fifth quarter stuff? I need to find some more uh, material for this week. You remember we did that last week? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I'm down for any, like... Um, fifth quarter Friday this summer on Pirate Radio. I like it. That's a great idea. I, and I would love to go back to some of the shows before my time here. Um, hearing some of the, uh, like, what do we play? We played some um, fifth quarter calls from the beatdown against West Virginia. That was fun to listen to. Yeah. Uh, with Chris Stansberry as the uh, host of the fifth quarter back in the day. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm down with that. I'm down with the sickness. And I want the sickness. You're down with the sickness. Shirley, do we need to get our last break in? Well, let's do it. We got a uh, one more break to go. We'll come back. Get ready to wrap it up here on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. More to go after this. 
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was a mixed day for the stock market. The Dow dropped 232 points, finished out the day at 33,979. The NASDAQ was up 53, however, at 13,626. And the S&P was up three points at 4,372. That's your Wells Fargo Advisor Stock Market Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors. Today at 756-6900 in Greenville, Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now, let's head back into the show. Here's Clip. All right. Shirley Rhodes got uh, Storytellers coming up. You're listening to our live Wednesday edition with Houston McCullough, so stick around for that. Uh, Joey uh, produced the entire show today. Well done, Joey. And you were a judge, a guest analyst on our draft. Well done. And did a great job. Appreciate it, man. Chan man, always enjoy my time with you. I always enjoy my time with you as well. We will do it again Thursday, 3 o'clock, all new edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll talk to you then for Shirley Rhodes, Chan man, Joey, and the crew. I am Cliff Brock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.